Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Magnolia Beef and Seminary has top quality beef products that are raised right here in Mississippi. They also have fantastic gifts for every age. For the best beef in Mississippi and so much more, visit Magnolia Beef and Seminary or find us on Facebook. Howdy, howdy, it's Rhino here, and I wanted to say thank you for listening to Middays with Gerard Gibbert here on Super Talk Mississippi. And now, the moment you've all been waiting for. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Informed, engaging, and always brutally honest. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Good morning and welcome everyone to the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this Wednesday, May the 19th, guiding you through the middle of your day with facts, fodder, and fine music. And it's also hump day. Man, oh man. I'm going to try to do that throughout the day, but I don't know why my voice is just hoarse this morning. Uh, flood it with water. Irrigate it. Uh, and so you're off tomorrow, right? Uh, tomorrow and Friday. So hump day for us working stiffs, but for you, it's, it's my like, Friday. It's your Friday, yeah. Did you buy any Doja coin? Mm, no. Did I miss out? Well, did a little math on that. Those that receive stimmy checks. Let's see, we had twelve hundred. And then six hundred, then fourteen hundred, right? Total of thirty-two hundred dollars of helicopter money in the form of stimmy checks. If my young friend, you had invested that in Dogecoin, worth half a million bucks today. <laughs> However, you watching crypto today? Whoo! Not for the faint of heart. <laughs> well, you say that, but if you, like with the Dogecoin, if you got in early enough, you're still sitting relatively pretty. Whereas if you got in That's during right. rush, you've already lost your shirt. That's right. But uh, anyhow, that's what <laughs> that's what it appears with respect to Dogecoin. Elon Musk has fallen down to the world's third. Maybe it's the nation's third richest man. Oh, the humanity. <laughs> he's, uh, he's taking a tumble. He has. Uh, so I'm watching a little news story here that says the, the, uh, the banner on the bottom says, uh, the crawler, Fauci now admits he wore masks for optics? Really? Dun, dun, dun. Jeez. Isn't that what Rand Paul accused him of in the various hearings? It's theatrics. Theater, I think he said. Wow. And today, New York opens up. 
saw some videos, some footage this morning of Times Square on this day last year and this day today. Look a little different, they do. I think it was in March when they shut the place down and said, two weeks, be back up, remember that? Two weeks, bend the curve, done, over. Didn't quite work out that way. Two weeks to flatten the curve. Two weeks to flatten the old curve, and they flattened the country. We're now in, what, week 380-something of two weeks to flatten the curve? I think... Uh, Feels like it, at least. Right. Somebody reported 400-some-odd days or something like that since New York shut the place down, I think. So, wow. Man, how things uh, just didn't quite work out that way. Also, remember all the doom and gloom predictions regarding the state of Texas. Uh, what, what was that, a month or so ago, a couple of months ago, when... The uh, the state governor Abbott, all the TikToks from twitchy women in cars, yes. screaming about it. Yes, literally, cr- like crying. Oh my gosh, he's gonna kill everybody, right? Uh, they missed it just a little bit, did they not? So how? When was that that he shut it down? Because remember, the governor of Mississippi, Tate Reeves, acted in the same way by ending the mask mandate, with the exception of schools, within a couple of weeks or so, or a couple of days, I should say, after that. What was that, a month ago, six weeks or so ago? Anyhow, that it wasn't long, and wow, the, the gloom and doom and... It had to have been at least a month ago, because a month ago they were writing articles that the cases hadn't surged since he took the mask mandate away. Right, exactly. So... On May 16th, the governor of the great state of Texas, Greg Abbott, he tweeted, zero COVID-related deaths, the only time that's happened since we started tracking data in March 2020, the fewest COVID deaths in over 13 months, the lowest seven-day COVID positivity rate ever, and the lowest COVID hospitalizations in 11 months. And that, after he lifted all the restrictions. Go figure Go figure, as they say. But shouldn't all these people, these doom and click, because the media was obsessed with it, as you recall, the left-wing mainstream media. Shouldn't they all come and account for that? Shouldn't they come forward and say, hey, we got it wrong? Why, Why don't people believe in the concept of apologizing when they get something wrong? I think people generally respect those who come forward and admit. I, You know, what was it, yesterday or Monday, I <laughs> talked about a mistake I made last week? And I'm, I'm not looking for any pats on the back for that. I'm just saying that it's just better just to be upfront about it, because the longer you wait to address it, you're, you're going to get called out. You're going to get exposed on it. As in this case, you just might as well own up to it. Just can't say be a man about it, right? That would be sexist, classist, I don't know. There's about a million other instances <laughs> that you can't do, but that's kind of the colloquialism, right? Man up. But wouldn't that make sense? Well, where are all, all, all these people? Why don't they come forward? Yeah, you would think of of anybody, that side would be the one to 
embrace the ideology of apology because it's it's almost anti-manly. Yeah. Because you have the old school manly man, the masculine, don't apologize, it's a sign of weakness. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But that I disagree with that. I think it's just the opposite. That's what I'm saying, though. If they really cared about taking down the manly man yes. and the patriarchy, that, then, that's good then point. they would use it as a wedge. I agree. I think it's a good point. And, and I think people are so worried about acknowledging or admitting mistakes, something that we all as humans do. It's impossible not to, right? We're all flawed. Uh, but when you make them, just own up to them. It, it's hard. Uh, it Truly. I'm not suggesting I'm perfect at that either. I, I'm just observing. You got the race lady over there. What's her name? Joy Bahar at MSNBC. She was one of the most outspoken. Oh, oh you mean the God. homophobe and transphobe that blamed it on hackers? Yeah. <laughs> that's exactly right. That is makes, that a different one? No, I think that's a different one. Joy's the one that's always talking about the institutional racism that permeates our society and upon which this country was built, while she lectures us from the comfort of this, the MSNB studios, uh, probably has a driver to shuttle her back and forth to her, I'm sure, uh, quite um, fancy abode. Makes $1.7 million a year. Remember I told you, I bet she makes more than $1.5, and you looked it up. You said $1.7. Went to Harvard. Anyhow, she was one of the ones that was just blasting the governor. And then, of course, we had the president, who referred to those states with which lifted the restrictions at, at uh, almost about the same time you had... Uh, Texas, Mississippi, Florida, out of the gate. Neanderthal thinking. And you had some of the left-wing physicians. Oh, it's just too early. They're killing everybody. I, I don't know. And you got uh, Rachel Maddow over there saying she's just wired to, to see people with masks on, and now she's afraid that she just won't. She'll be frightened at the sight of someone without a mask on. That's where she stands on this deal. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so Rachel Maddow, of all people, is upset that she's not going to be able to figure out how to call somebody or, <laughs> or judge somebody based on their appearance. Correct. Yeah, that's exactly right. So are we getting to the point, though, that these masks kind of uh, sort of identify one's political persuasions? Getting close to that, it seems. We're sort of bifurcating based on masks. <laughs> Is the mask the anti-MAGA hat? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, it's One Hit Wonder Wednesday. We got the Pina Colada song. We'll take a break right here. And when we come back, we should have a very interesting discussion with Ole Miss Law Professor Christopher Green. Stay with us.
from the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny skies, 50-50 shot of rain, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 85. And for your finally Friday, a slight chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 86. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha Outboard dealer in Brandon. Employers, are you looking for new employees, spending hours searching recruitment sites? For over 50 years, service specialists have been connecting hard-to-find qualified candidates for employers. Has COVID-19 changed your staffing needs? We have candidates for all of your clerical, administrative, manufacturing, and industrial needs. Call us at 601-898-1085. Service specialists, the expert recruiters, helping employers and job candidates connect since 1967. Now with offices in Ridgeland, Canton, and Oxford. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs, from decadent to affordable, you never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out of style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the end stands for Newton, 144 Market Street between Neobellas and the Great American Cookies. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Due to a national blood shortage, Mississippi Blood Services is in critical need of donations to refill our supply. Summer travel is ahead and the need continues. Please help Mississippi Blood Services recover their supply of much-needed blood as we move into the summer months. Visit msblood.com or call 601-368-2673 to find a location near you to donate blood today. That's msblood.com. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Special invitation to join us weekday morning, 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, on this Wednesday, May the 19th. Joining us now, 
calling in, Christopher Green, law professor from the University of Mississippi. Uh, good morning, Professor. Good morning. Thanks so much for joining us today. Uh, this must be a, a kind of a fun time if you're a law professor than one such as yourself that I know is uh, very much entrenched uh, in constitutional law, it's my understanding. And, and so what we got here is a situation where the Supreme Court of the great state of Mississippi has struck down a citizen-initiated ballot measure on the grounds of what really seems to be a conflict between the, the constitutional amendment that empowers people to put a measure on the ballot through the signature collection process that is required, and uh, I guess what happened. So how do we sort this out? First, did the Supreme Court get it right, in your opinion, sir? I guess I lean toward thinking that it probably was the right decision. They, uh, so in 1992, we put in a provision into the state constitution. So this is language that was picked by the legislature in 1992. And they said, you ha can't have more than one-fifth of the signatures from any congressional district. And you always have a choice when you pick language. Are you going to pick out particular things or are you going to use a description that is going to change with the facts? And here they did not say uh, the reciprocal of the number of congressional districts, uh, which obviously one-fifth was in 1992. Mm -hmm. the, the gist of the thing clearly was that you have to have equal numbers of signatures from all the congressional districts, but that's not what the language said. And in 2000, when we only have four, there was a self-destruct mechanism in the provision that got triggered. Hmm. And given, given that the, the, the text, what the meaning expressed at the time it was adopted, given that that's what the Constitution is, uh, I think the court was right that they don't have the power to fix this screw-up. It's obviously a screw-up, but they just don't have the power to fix it. Yeah. So, I, well, let me ask you this then. Should the Secretary of State had certified this initiative uh, knowing that there might be a situation where it was impossible to meet that requirement, the signature harvesting requirement? Is that, is well, that incumbent so is upon so, the Secretary? Yeah. Is that incumbent upon the Secretary, I guess, to make sure that's in order? Well, this is, again, the Secretary of State doesn't have the power to change the Constitution either. Right. So in 2000, everybody knew right away, oh, wow, yeah, the initiative process uh, presupposes we've got five congressional districts we don't anymore. Right. Uh, and very early on, so this is, this is a, something that the Attorney General and the Secretary of State noticed in like 2003. Uh, and in 2009, we had a, an opinion from the AG uh, when, so we had, of course, all those initiatives passed in, or on the ballot, a couple of them passed in 2011. They had an opinion back then saying, well, I guess the best we could do is to just keep using the 1995 congressional districts. And um, so the legislature at that point could have proposed a different, uh, different amendment. Uh, we could have, you know, we could have had tried to have an initiative to change it. Of course, that would have been uh, bootstrapping and problematic. But there's really not a whole lot that the administrators can do. It's the legislature 
that is, uh, you know, they're the ones that drafted the language back in 92 that had mm -hmm. this glitch. Mm -hmm. um, and they're the ones that didn't uh, correct it later on. Yeah. So uh, I, I think it really is incumbent on them to propose an amendment uh, that would uh, not have this problem. Uh, and of course, they have. They can just they can abide by all the initiatives that gotten passed. It's up to the legislature uh, to, to do it. So they could say, well, just as a matter of a statute, we're going to ratify what the people did in November or what they thought they had the power to do in November. Uh, so if you, if you're upset with the thing disappearing, your chief, you, you you should chiefly be upset with the legislature rather than the uh, than the Supreme Court. Yeah, and and uh, that's consistent with what. Mike Hurst, a former U.S. attorney, and Aaron Rice from the Mississippi Justice Institute had both of those gentlemen on the show the last couple of days, and they said the same. Uh, also had JT call in, and he felt the same. So I think we're all aligned in that, and I don't know if it's a matter of, I guess, placing blame. It's just that the, the court's not responsible, uh, is the way I see it, for ruling or opining based on the so-called will of the people. That's that's not what they're charged with doing. Do you, do you agree with that? Well, yeah. So the, the, the Supreme Court, just it, we in all kinds of areas, we have relied on the courts to fix our screw-ups. Yeah. And the more that the courts say, oh, you know, we can step in and fix this, uh, this screw-up, uh, the more the other folks say, oh, what the heck, you know, just let uh, let the courts do it. Yeah. And the more we get to let the courts do it mentality, uh, the sloppier that legislatures uh, tend to be. And here, I mean, it's, it's hard to tell, really, whether this was sloppiness or deliberately, uh, deliberately designed poison pill <laughs> yeah. uh, in 92. I don't think it was, you know, I think there may have been some people who thought like, hey, why are we saying one fifth instead of equally uh, equal numbers from all the congressional districts? Yeah, I don't know whether the conversations happened like that 30 years ago, but if they did, it's possible some of the people in the legislature said, "Yeah, that's not a problem. Uh, we can always propose constitutional amendments on our own authority. Uh, you know, it's not a big deal." The whole idea of an initiative process is a breaking of the monopoly of the legislature on the power to propose amendments. Yeah. So it's not a huge surprise. Uh, Self-aggrandizement is uh, the way humans behave. Uh, so uh, it's it's not surprising that the people act in a way that maximizes their own power going forward. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk about curing this issue. So the Speaker of the House, Philip Gunn, has said he's calling on the governor to convene a special session to get together and fix this problem. But as I understand it, Professor, what would have to occur is if the legislature uh, did take this up, they would refer a measure uh, to the ballot for the people to vote on, which is our mechanism for amending the Constitution, and that could not occur till 2022, the next statewide election. That's my understanding. Is that true? I think that is right. Of course, the first thing they could do is just pass a statute saying all these initiatives that have gotten passed, we will abide by them. Okay. So they can cure that issue right away okay. with just a statute. All right. Well, so and is if that the legislature not, doesn't do that, I, I didn't mean to interrupt. Yeah. You, legislature doesn't do that. You should smell a rat. Okay. Well, here's what I'm trying to understand: Is there a conflict there? If you have the Constitution, which says you got to have uh, no more than one fifth of the votes from a congressional district, and then they go past statute, which which comes back and just changes that to some a language that doesn't figure that in, I guess, doesn't figure that math in, or just says pro rata or whatever the current number of congressional districts are. Does that not present a conflict between statute and the Constitution? 
Right. So that wouldn't fix the initiative process itself. That okay. would just be a way to deal with medical marijuana and voter ID and the eminent domain okay. uh, uh, issue. The, these these initiatives that have been passed based on uh, yeah. what we now know uh, securely is, a, is an erroneous interpretation of uh, the words congressional district in section 273. Okay. So right, we still do need, if we if we want to have future initiatives, we're going to have to have a constitutional amendment, no question about that. But in order to uh, respect what people did in November uh, of last year and you know November of 2011, uh, we don't need a constitutional amendment. Those particular issues, I think people who, who think, uh, think that the initiatives were uh, good ideas, and of course they, they passed, uh, they should demand that the legislature pass that kind of uh, statute. Just you know, just it, it would be a you wouldn't have to be very long at all. Just saying we will abide by it. Technically, if they suddenly next year decide we want to repeal those statutes and not abide by them, they would have the constitutional authority to do it gotcha. until we uh, uh, bake this into the initiative process. But in terms of you know, are you? Do you uh, do you think there's the, the legislature's up to something if they don't do something to ratify these initiatives that uh, we, th we thought we got passed? I, I really do think you should you should smell a rat. Okay, so it's my understanding voter ID, which is one of those measures that did pass via citizen initiated ballot initiative, has been codified. So is there further action required there? To the extent that it's been codified, uh, it, it wouldn't. To, to the extent that the legislature has just by its own authority. Uh, uh, done that. There is some question about if they pass a statute predicated on the idea that it's constitutionally compelled and then yeah. they find out that it's not constitutionally compelled, uh, would we want to uh, re-ratify that with a, with a new statute saying, even know, knowing what we know now uh, yeah. about the, uh, the initiative process, about what one-fifth means and all that, uh, we it. still want to ratify these these things. Uh, it, you know, it just it would, it would make I'm, it. Make I'm it sorry clear. to interrupt you. Of course, they could still repeal it. We got a break. Can you hang with us through the break? You got sure, a couple I'd more be questions. happy to. That's great. We've got uh, law professor Christopher Green from Ole Miss on the line talking about I-65 and the Supreme Court's striking down of that measure. Stay with us. Delicious chocolate sheet cake pieces, chopped pecans, and a chocolate icing swirl. It's fresh out of the oven. <laughs> I mean freezer. The good old days are being made right now. The good old days are being made right now. Look for Bluebell ice cream at all Walgreens and Piggly Wiggly stores. 
Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dabbs Fleet. Call the Rogers Dabbs Business Elite Fleet Team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabbs.com. Rogers Dabbs Chevrolet. Find new roads. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. Morgan Stone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morgan Stone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. This is JT. If you're like me, you like to deal with local people. Majestic Metals was founded in Mississippi in 1954, and they're headquartered in Gluckstadt. For complete metal building systems and steel roofing and siding, call the hometown folks, 1-800-647-8540, or on the web, MajesticMetalsINC.com. Pilium Corporation is a proud sponsor of Ole Miss Sports. Protect and grow your business with Pilium. By improving business practices with technology-driven solutions, Pilium solves problems and creates new opportunities for your company. Learn more at Pilium.com. I'm Andy Davis, and you're listening to Supertalk Mississippi News. Discussing the Initiative 65 ruling on Supertalk Mississippi, former U.S. Attorney Mike Hurst said the Supreme Court made the right decision from a constitutional standpoint. No matter how fervent you are for marijuana or against marijuana, we have to go back to the Constitution, and we have to give effect to the words of the Constitution. Otherwise, words don't mean anything. The initiative process was thrown out after a failure to update the loss of a congressional seat after the 2000 census. And Mississippi is in line to receive over $1 billion in COVID relief funds. Recently, on Coast View with Ricky Matthews, Senator Jeremy England issued a word of caution regarding one-time money. You know, down here on the coast, we know after Katrina, when you have one-time money that comes in, you have to be careful how you spend that because you could end up costing yourself more money in the long run than not. For Super Talk Mississippi News, I'm Andy Davis. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. This is professional ball player Jake Mangum. I know what it's like to live, eat, breathe, and play in Mississippi. And no other insurance company competes on my level like Mississippi Farm Bureau Insurance. I love my home team at Farm Bureau because they get me and they get what I need. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. 
feeling down? Here's your prescription for a daily dose of good news and positive vibes. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Every afternoon, Rebecca highlights all the good things happening right here in the state you call home. Daily exposure to good things with Rebecca Turner may cause smiling, feelings of positivity, happiness, and even laughter. When you experience these symptoms, tell your friends to listen. Okay. Weekdays starting at 2 p.m. here on Super Talk Mississippi and now on Amazon Alexa devices. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. There she stood in the street, smiling from her head to her feet. I said, What is this now, baby? Maybe she's in need of a kid. I said, Hey, what's your name, baby? Maybe we can see things the same. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, uh, Gerard and Rhino in the studio. And we've got uh, Professor Christopher Green from Ole Miss, a uh, law professor up there on the line. We're talking about Initiative 65 and the Supreme Court's recent ruling just this past Friday, striking down the measure on uh, what I guess, Professor, is really just a, a textual technicality <laughs> to some extent uh, you could describe it as. And, you know, there's there are strong feelings on both sides. There are those that feel like, look, the people voted for this. The Supreme Court just should have gotten out of the way. This should, this should just move forward. And there are those who are more strict contextualists, uh, I would say most in the legal community. Uh, it's just a speculation on my part, anecdotally, that say, no, the Supreme Court got this thing right, and their job is to interpret the words uh, on the paper there. So. Uh, what, where should we go from here? I mean, first, I know a lot of people say we got to fix this initiative process because I guess as it stands right now, we don't have a valid mechanism. That's right. Uh, well, so we got this section two seventy three, um, and it has a bunch of limits in it besides this yeah. that uh, we might think about fixing. So we have this rule that you can't uh, change the Bill of Rights, you can't add things to the Bill of Rights. And there was a bunch of litigation in 2011 about whether you know, defining person in a certain way or the uh, eminent domain uh, rules would be effectively adding something to the Bill of Rights. Uh, why shouldn't uh, people uh, be able to use the initiative process to propose things in the Bill of Rights? Uh, uh, there's a lot, of, a lot of questions we could ask about how exactly this, uh, this mechanism works. Um, one argument, I mean, one thing that the court didn't really talk about, the attorney general didn't defend the initiative on, on this basis, but one argument that I think deserves a little more attention is exactly the relationship between the proposal of an initiative and the adoption of one at the, at the polls. So you could make an argument that, well, it doesn't really matter what, how many signatures we had, as soon as it got on the ballot, the uh, action in November was a self-executing act that uh, just by itself makes this binding. So mm -hmm. if you think about the original U.S. Constitution, everybody got together in Philadelphia. They had these commissions saying, we are here to modify the Articles of Confederation. They all get together and they say, oh, let's not do that. Let's go beyond that. Let's propose a new constitution. Thing comes out and everybody's like, hey, you went beyond your commissions. 
Think about what James Madison said in Federalist 39. He said, well, even if we did go beyond our commissions, uh, that's not uh, really here, or th here nor there because once we adopt it, uh, by ratification conventions per the uh, Article 7 mechanism, then it would become binding just by itself. Uh, and if also, if you think about the pardon case from uh, a few years ago, the Hooker case after uh, Haley Barber left office, he had all these pardons, and we have this provision saying you've got to publish things uh, 30 days before you have a pardon. And they said, yeah, that was in fact violated, but the publication requirement uh, it doesn't isn't a condition precedent. It's not a condition on the validity of the pardon itself. So you could imagine an argument saying, well, the uh, signature requirement itself uh, is not uh, a condition on the validity of the amendment. Uh, but this wasn't this wasn't the, an argument that they looked at in any. Uh, they didn't really look at this ar this kind of argument at all. But uh, this is the kind of argument that. You know, I think the legislature looking at the all these people voting for medical marijuana have got to be thinking, uh, you know, there's a re there's a good reason to respect what that many people uh, thought should be in the law. And, you know, if you view that as itself the key source of authority for these amendments uh, as sufficient in and of itself, independent of the uh, uh, signature requirement and the process of, of putting it on the ballot, once it's on the ballot and gets the votes, you might think, that's enough, but that's that's not what the uh, the court was talking about. But that kind of argument, I think, uh, people should be thinking about. And in terms of like the current legislative environment, they should be thinking: uh, Do we want to respect what happened in November, even if there were glitches, uh, you know, based on uh, the way the thing was worded in '92 about the signatures? But it clearly has broad-based support, very broad-based support all over the state. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, there's, there's, I think, no reason uh, for the legislature, other than the fact that the legislature might want to be in process of doling out licenses uh, to their friends and, and that sort of thing. Other than that, there's really, I don't think, any uh, good reason from a, a, a constitutional perspective not to respect what happened in November. Yeah, and so uh, the fact is that the governor could call a special session, the legislature could convene and and uh, file legislation, pass it through the normal legislative process, send it to the governor, he could enact it, and we'd have a medical marijuana program. Uh, I think that yeah, it could be, it could look could look just like what we what we approved in November. Yeah, but it it appears uh, that the um, the inclination uh, from the legislature is that it wouldn't look exactly like that. And that's where people that voted for Initiative 65 expressly, I think, get uh, a little frustrated that th this was our voice, this is what we said, this is what we want, and the legislature says, no, we're, we're going to tune that and tweak it. And, and, you know, they would argue, make it better than 65. And, and if, yeah. in fact, that's what they offered as an option, which is their right in 65A which was, no, send us uh, back to the Capitol to write a bill that's different than 65, but we uh, commit to producing a bill and enacting it that would establish a medical marijuana program. It just won't look like 65. That was the option. And that's their right in accordance with our ballot initiative uh, procedures. Uh, so. Yeah, but you know we're the people elect the legislature. Yeah, so exactly. When people I agree. act like that. You know, you you gotta you gotta you gotta pay attention to what you're doing. Yeah, and uh, yeah. I think part of the, part of the lesson here is we weren't 
uh, the, you know, the population that wanted an initiative process back in the 90s were not looking sufficiently carefully at the language. And you need to be looking carefully at that language to see exactly what uh, factual contingencies it's going to depend on and what it won't. And if it's written just as a, as a particular uh, one-fifth, uh, that's going to cause certain problems. Yeah. So you got to think carefully about exactly uh, what factual contingencies are going to matter and what aren't. Uh, in the future, because that, 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 the whole point of a constitution is to bind the legislature to keep them from uh, uh, making more of, of their powers, making more of their, their own authority than they should. And yeah. if human beings being what they are, we, we need these sorts of limits. Yeah. And so then that sort of begs the question, does Mississippi need a, uh, a procedure to uh, establish an act, if you will, or amend statute? Uh, at the ballot box through a ballot, a citizen-initiated ballot process, should we also incorporate that? Right now, the only option the people have is to get a measure on the ballot that would amend the Constitution. Some states allow um, actually establishment or amendment of law. And how do you set that up so that it, it if if it were, uh, if it did allow for statutory changes or or making law? that the legislature doesn't say, well, we don't like that, we're just going to change it or repeal it, uh, since it's not in the Constitution and doesn't require the same, I guess, high bar of uh, amendment. What do you think about yeah, that? So the, yeah, the initiative... Yeah, the initiative and referendum uh, process, having a referendum uh, in addition right, to right. an initiative. Exactly. Uh, we actually had, 100 years ago, uh, we had a, an initiative and referendum process that was, uh, we. Th it's kind of funny, they thought for a few years that it had been incorporated in the Constitution, and then they reconsidered it a few years later, uh, actually about 100 years ago, in yeah. 1922. And they said, oh, actually that thing uh, was not properly uh, adopted. Hmm. So... I mean, basically what a referendum process gives you is gives you uh, the opportunity to uh, kick things into gear, to set up a baseline yeah. against which the legislature would have to operate. So even if it's not binding the way a constitution is, yeah. uh, uh, it still would give you something in terms of get it, forcing something onto the legislative agenda. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, for instance, the governor has this huge power of calling a legislative session. And he can say, hey, legislature, you're going to do at least, you know, get together and have the opportunity to do something. The referendum process, even if it's a subconstitutional binding force, would still give you something like that. So, hey, legislature, here's some law. You can repeal it, but if you just can't figure out, can't get together, if the houses don't agree, what they did in the referendum is still going to count. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, of course, we still have the legislature has the power to send things to a referendum. A sure. Flag vote, for instance. Sure. Uh, both flag votes. I mean, they, you know, anytime they want to uh, kind of punt things off to the legis, uh, punt things off to the people through uh, through a process, they can do it. This is just saying, hey, uh, a referendum process was essentially saying the people yeah. have the authority to adopt a, adopt a statute and, and say the uh, the legislature has to take responsibility for what they're doing. So there's, there's a lot of different possibilities. Uh, I think, you know, the, the fallibility of, of, of human beings is the key consideration when you're deciding all these structures. Yeah, well, it's been an incredibly interesting discussion, Professor. Really appreciate you joining us and uh, hope to talk to you soon. Take care, sir. Take care. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. That was Christopher Green, law professor from the University of Mississippi. We'll take a break right here. We'll come back with more on the JT Show. Stay with us. 
Be sure to tune in every Saturday morning from 10 until noon for The Handyman Show. Brought to you locally in part by Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions. Protecting your home from structural damage, cracks, humidity, mold, and more. That's Mid-South Crawl Space Solutions of Mississippi. Your window tent headquarters at Auto Trim Designs on Highway 80 in Pearl is now also your best source for the lasting protection of Expel paint protection film. Your car is too precious to fail to protect it from bugs, rocks, and road debris. For more info, go to autotrimdesigns.com. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. This is Anitra over at MacBee's. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, cream sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, now, there's, there's a $5,000 $5, sign-on bonus, bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. This is the opening agri-market report. The open of the New York Cotton Exchange, July cotton was down 166 to 82.35. December cotton was down 149 to 81.81. The open of the Chicago Board of Trade, July soybeans were down 39 and a half to 15.35 per bushel. August soybeans were down 36 and a quarter to 14.85 per bushel. July corn was down 13 cents to 6.45 and a quarter per bushel. September corn was down 15 and a half to 5.55 and a half per bushel. At the Mercantile, August live cattle was down 20 to 119.52. October live cattle was down 22 to 124.30. August feeders up 95 to 152.87. September feeders up 87 to 154.40. And at this hour, the Dow Jones is down 499 points. 33,561. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is Super Talk Mississippi Agri News Network. Okay, buddy, nice and simple this time. <clears throat> In a world of Veltima fungicide, five feet reign supreme. Hey, remember, less dramatic? Five feet. Just five feet. Five feet. Nope. Sixty inches. Look, man, just say Veltima fungicide lets you treat corn as early as five feet. Nice. Veltima fungicide from BASF. Coming sooner to a field near you. Always read and follow label directions. Compromise is nice if you're at the playground or scouring yard sales. But farmers know better that middle grounds have no winner. That's why there's Revitec fungicide, fast-acting and long-lasting, preventative and curative, disease control and stress reduction. So leave the settling to little Tommy at the seesaw, an old bargain bill, and take your full prize in yields with Revitec fungicide for uncompromised performance. Always read and follow label directions. 
Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. I'm back. I told you I was coming back. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the jt show super talk mississippi thanks so much for tuning in today thomas you still showing here in your comments thomas and greenwood that you favor a direct democracy approach to government and not a representative form of government uh, that's the issue uh it's clearly that's what you suggest so we could end up with three or four thousand items on the ballot we don't really need a legislature uh, that that's the way I perceive what you're saying, and I do think that's what you're saying. I think that's what you want. I know that what you're suggesting is that's what would happen. The question is, and a lot of people that I've talked to in the last couple of days believe that we shouldn't even have a signature harvesting process. That we should just dispense with that. I don't know what the criteria should be then to get. Uh, a measure certified for the ballot. Seems like you'd want something that garners significant support and interest before you just, you could end up with all kinds of junk. Hey, I just want to put this out there and see what happens. That's the problem with that. So, uh, the now, creating a referendum process, as the professor said, that would be, that'd be different than what we have now, as opposed to the initiative process. The referendum process would, in fact, be to make laws. And that would be, um, that. well, some states have that. That'd be sticky. And then it, the question is, well, what should be the criteria for getting something on the ballot as a straight referendum? Which means it just becomes law. And then should there be some sort of restrictions on what the legislature can do to that law once it is uh, it is voted on and approved by the people. Because if the legislature says, well, we don't like what you did there, of course, there's political risk associated with that as well. So it may sort of, might be sort of self-policing. Thomas, you still are, you, I don't understand what you mean, force a vote by the legislature. I think what you're saying is let's just get rid of the committee process and let's clog the legislature up with a bunch of stuff that would just come. And again, tell us what you think, Thomas, should be the criteria for getting a measure on the ballot. Because if it's the same as it is now, it's not going to really change anything. You've still got to have a hundred-something thousand signatures. It's, it's, that's a pretty involved and costly process. That just doesn't happen. There's some who believe we shouldn't collect signatures. That should not be a requirement. Heard that as well. 
So, anyhow, does Thomas have a job? Do you have a job, Thomas? That's just a question from one of the listeners on the C Spire text line. Uh, I don't know. Uh, let's see. It's a big issue right now. I know one of our listeners says we need to quit talking about the medical marijuana, and it's a big issue because it, it's not just a medical marijuana initiative that uh, is front and center here. It's the entire ballot initiative process that's been called into question. So it would be different if the Supreme Court struck down and said you can't have medical marijuana program. I think that would be a different matter. What the Supreme Court said is, no, you just can't <laughs> you, you can't um, amend the Constitution through what exists as the current citizen-initiated ballot process. You kind of wonder, though, what, what if, well, I, you know, the voter ID is, sticks because it hasn't been challenged. But what if that were challenged, as Aaron Rice said on our air a couple of days ago, what if somebody challenged, which is actually in statute, it's been codified, it's law, what if, what if that were challenged and the courts overturned it? Uh, I wonder then if you'd have to show an ID if you went to the ballot box to change the ID program. I don't know, you get kind of twisted up and that sort of stuff. Uh, somebody did ask, I think it was Jerry and Waynesboro. I think we answered that question for you, Jerry. How did they push the flag through? That uh, that was actually a measure that was referred to the ballot through that approach, through that mechanism by the legislature, both the one that was many years ago and when was it, 2002 or something like that, I think, and, the, and then uh, the, the recent. Those were both referred to the ballot by the legislature. So there's no uh, there's no signature collection requirement which was in question here in the lawsuit. That, that's why. It's, it's a different deal. So um, anyhow, we got a break on us right now and when we come back we've got the C Spire Roundtable. Dave Miller, Bill Hatcliffe are going to join us. Stay with us. For Ole Miss Sports, WFMN Flora Jackson, Super Talk Mississippi, powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros, 601 345 8090. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. President Joe Biden gives his first commencement speech to graduates of the U.S. Coast Guard Academy in Connecticut. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki on one of his key points. The important role the Coast Guard has played both for our economic security and our national security. The guest list will be reduced at the Academy in New London, Connecticut because of the pandemic. Fox's Rachel Sutherland. The president earlier making an appeal for significant de-escalation from Israel in clashes with the militant group Hamas. Israel and Hamas have entered their 10th day of fighting though earlier this afternoon four rockets were fired into northern Israel from Lebanon by suspected Palestinian factions there. This is a breaking development because the Israelis may be facing now a two-front war. We understand Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu will be holding security consultations this evening. Fox is pre-gaged. America's listening to Fox News. 
Shark Tank's real estate tycoon, Barbara Corcoran, only recommends Lee Garland in the Jackson area. Lee Garland is the number one real estate team in all of Mississippi, as published by the Wall Street Journal, directly responsible for helping over 9,000 families reach their real estate goals. That's over $1.25 billion in real estate. And those hard-to-sell listings, they just make the elite team even more motivated. Success stories like Stan in Northeast Jackson. Lee puts superior marketing strategy into gear guided Stan with advice on preparing his home for market and it's sold within 48 hours for the asking price. And in those cases where real life happens, Lee will let you out of your contract at any time or will give you an instant cash offer. No showings, repairs, or hassles. I wouldn't recommend Lee Garland without personal experience and a long list of outstanding satisfied clients. Call Lee Garland Group today. EXP Realty at 601-983-1130. Visit LeeWillBuyIt.com and start packing. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Housing prices are up more than 11% across the country, driven in part by historically low mortgage rates. Supply shortages have caused steep increases in the cost of a new build, so the demand for existing homes is on the increase. Lee Garland, owner of the Garland Group, suggests that potential buyers keep their end goal in mind. If you're going to be there a long time, it makes sense to buy the to build the home of your dreams. But if you think you're going to move in two to five years, you're going to get a better deal on an existing home. Fixing the initiative process is going to take some time, but Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman thinks the legislature should act quickly to adopt a medical marijuana program. You know, we have kids, young people that are sick that have needs for this. It's medical marijuana. So there are people that have needs for this, and we need to be cognizant of that. Obviously, had they listened to the Senate the first time, we wouldn't be talking today. I'm Kelly Bennett. If you need a contractor to help rebuild your home after a disaster, don't get scammed. Go licensed. Be skeptical about door-to-door offers of repair services. Ask friends and family for recommendations of contractors that they've used. Get at least three bids and never pay in cash. Don't make a bad situation worse. Protect yourself and your family after disaster strikes. Go licensed. For more information, visit our website at www.msboc.us. There's not a lot that's free in life. I mean, it calls to bring you into this world and when you leave it and everything in between. Well, there is something free and valuable to your well-being and that's for you to call 811 before you dig, pull stumps, erect a mailbox, dig a post, or start a garden. Hello, I'm Sam Johnson from Mississippi 811. Call 811 two days before you dig and let's have zero damages, zero injuries. Governor Tate Reeves has filled several key vacancies. The governor appointed four new members for the Board for the State Institutions of Higher Learning, two members for the State Board of Education, and three members of the Mississippi Community College Board. For the full list, find us online at supertalk.fm. The appointments come as each board is set to meet on Thursday. Nissan is giving $250,000 to Mississippi's seven historically black colleges and universities to support STEM programs. The company has invested nearly $1.5 million in education since the opening of the plant in Canton 18 years ago. Mississippi is in line to receive over a billion in COVID relief money. Senator Jeremy England issued a word of caution regarding one-time money. You know, down here on the coast, we know after Katrina, when you have one-time money that comes in, You have to be careful how you spend that because you could end up costing yourself more money in the long run than not. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. The Mississippi Office of Homeland Security wants to remind you that public safety is everyone's responsibility. To help Mississippians take part in securing their communities, our office has created a C-Send app for smartphones that can send suspicious activity tips straight to the Mississippi Fusion Center. Download it for free from your app store today by searching C-Send. You can also report suspicious activity by phone to 888-4-SAFE-MS or 601-933-7200. Online reporting available at homelandsecurity.ms.gov. Tune in to Good Things with me, Rebecca Turner. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour, weekdays from 2 to 3 p.m., right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Okay, let's begin. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi. Gerard and Rhino in the studio on this hump day. Thanks so much for joining us today. Joining us now in the studio, the C Spire Roundtable, Dave Miller. He's the Senior Manager of Media Relations. And also Bill Hatcliffe. He's the Senior Product Manager with C Spire Consumer Product Development. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Morning. Thanks so much for joining us today. So we wanted you to, uh, to have you guys in today to talk about the partnership with the FCC for the Emergency Broadband Program. It's kind of been under the radar is, uh, I guess, something that has occurred uh, not too long ago, actually. So I'm not sure a lot of folks are even familiar with the program. Why don't you guys tell us about that? So yeah, let me, let me, let me tell you a little bit about uh, what's going on right now. I mean, we, we are a... Uh, we, we're offering uh, $50 off your wireless service uh, through our wireless division. Uh, the, the reason why the federal government established this program was because they understand that uh, you know there's been significant disruption caused by the public health crisis and they want to make sure that uh, a lot of people depend on wireless service as their primary and in many cases their only way of accessing uh, you know uh, voice service and uh, you know the internet so we really feel like this is the you know a great way for you know consumers both existing customers as well as prospective customers to get involved in the program it is a limited time program and you know there's a, there's a lot of money that the federal government's thrown at it but we really think that uh, you know this this is a program that all Mississippians who qualify uh, for the program should participate in and so a person who would be interested in this program, Bill, where should they go? How do they find out about it and how do they get on board? 
Yeah, we've made it uh, real easy for folks to find out about things. Our website, right at the top of our web page, has a link that'll take you right to the information. Uh, you can scroll through and see exactly what's being offered and, and how to actually apply and participate in the program. There are qualifications that folks have to meet, but they're pretty simple to go through, and they just submit the form and uh, get a uh, an ID number back, and the process continues through there. So it's we've also provided access through our 800 or our 844 numbers. Uh, through our customer care center so that they can speak to reps directly and of course all of our retail and uh, frontline folks are well versed and understand the program and can can direct folks through it yeah I'm, I'm on the website right now as a matter of fact and it's it's pretty straightforward walks you through it and uh, pretty easy so it's a step-by-step deal it looks like there's two three easy steps uh, yeah. for the most part <laughs> there you so, go. There, um, and so what quantify the benefits for us? Yeah. So what what the FCC has said is that um, those folks that qualify can get up to fifty dollars off of their wireless or internet access service um, through this program. Um, and what we did is we designed the plans that would qualify for this to be in that fifty dollar range. So you're essentially getting free service. One line per household is what the FCC has has required. Um, But what they've done is significantly expand uh, what those qualifications are. It's not just for those folks that are at or below 135% of the poverty level. Uh, It's people that participate in the the SNAP program. Okay. Uh, It's people that participate in uh, the federal free lunch program for schools. If you have a a child in your household that is getting free lunch from the federal free lunch program, you qualify for this program. Um, There's also uh, an aspect of, uh, they've taken into consideration, uh, significant income impact from last year. So if last year your household uh, experienced, if you're a single filer and you make 99,000 or less, and you can demonstrate a significant loss of income, you qualify for the program. If you're filing jointly, it's 198000 and below. So okay. there. Is this, is it somewhat consistent, or maybe a better question is, is this in addition to the link-up and Lifeline programs? It is. It's actually in, in addition to the Lifeline program. In fact, what we have, what FCC has said is, if you're a Lifeline participant currently... Ex- excuse me, explain that. I'm... I understand what that is, but our listeners <laughs> might but explain what that is, yeah, if, you, the, if you don't mind. The, the Lifeline Bill. program is, is something that was enacted a while back that, that gives folks a discount on their wireless service, anywhere from 7 to $10 off of their wireless service. And they have to qualify for that benefit, but it's a very uh, rigid qualification. In other words, it's those folks that are on the SNAP program um, and... Uh, show that they are a lower income individual yeah um, and it's limited to that and what what we've done or what the FCC did with the emergency broadband benefit program is expand those qualifications to not only include those lifeline folks but all these other folks that okay. may have been impacted so it expanded the I guess the eligible universe right. if you will right. uh, we should also point out that I'm sure you guys know this these those programs were uh, established under the Reagan administration yeah. in the 80s. Yeah. A lot of people don't read it. And the original purpose was to just make sure once uh, emergency 911 facilities and capabilities came about, 
that everybody in the country had a way to call 911. Exactly. That was the original uh, premise behind the program, and it's since evolved to the point where most people don't have landlines anymore. Right. Uh, a lot of folks don't, residentially especially, and so they changed that program to extend to uh, to mobile uh, phones, Absolutely. mobile devices. So. And that's really where where we where the wireless industry got involved in this EBB program. Yeah, is the initially it was a broadband access, and so the thinking was a a landline provider, and the wireless community came back and said, we've got thousands and thousands of customers that we are their internet access. Right, and they've been affected just like everybody else. Sure. So. Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I mean, and really, so the program just. Uh, sort of evolve with time uh, to align with technology and, and consumer right. uh, preferences and habits. And, and this program, I guess, extends on that or builds on that somewhat through a separate program. It does. You still, yeah. it, if you're a lifeline, a current Lifeline customer, you still have to go and apply and, and or, or opt into for this, this EBB program. Yeah, you're you. not automatically enrolled in it. You have to ask for it and, and participate in it. So. It, this isn't something exclusive to Ceasefire, is it? Or are you guys kind of first out of the gate here? It's uh, not exclusive. Yeah, there there are a lot of the wireless companies that that have participated. Yeah. Of course, we came out of the gate as quickly as we could. The FCC actually launched the program, gave us the date to launch as, was May twelfth, and literally yeah. we we flipped the switch May twelfth. Okay. To provide it to our so you guys are ready to go, and you've got um, a very easy process, best I can tell here. It and, is. And, it is, and, and I got to give credit to our team. Just a tremendous group of folks that did a lot of hard work to get it out there. We're working with government agencies to make all this happen, and, and that's a challenge in itself. So uh, our teams did just tremendous work to get things in place. Yeah, no question about it. Uh, all, your team and, and your company always does a great job in, in terms of interacting with consumers. And, you know, people, they shop on the basis of ease of use and convenience mm. more than anything. All you got to do is ask Jeff Bezos. He got pretty rich by <laughs> yeah. understanding that very simple uh, concept. So, uh, no, but uh, hats off to you guys. You do a, a great job with that. What else is going on at Ceasefire these days? Uh, you're in product development, so I know you're still developing products. <laughs> we are. The, the great thing about, well, I, I've been with Ceasefire for 26 years now, 27 wow. years this this October. Awesome. Um, yeah, so I've, I've, I've seen quite an evolution in the industry. Um, but yeah, there's always something going, always something in the works. Um, you know, our 5G efforts, we are, are ramping up our 5G and, and really providing that high-speed folks, uh, high-speed service to as many folks as we can, uh, as quickly as we can. So that's, that's a, a big part of what's going on now. You know, I think a lot of people naturally believe, well, that's great, 5G, make my internet faster and, and uh, you know, my service, I don't know, just perform better in general. I, I think what's missing, though, uh, here, Dave, is that there are applications that are just a twinkle in some inventor's eye right now that mm -hmm. are that is waiting uh, for this framework, this this uh, massive boost in performance that's required in ways we can't even dream of today. There is absolutely no question about that. In fact, you know the. the <laughs> If, if if you just unleash the innovation potential, you know, uh, it, it it it's really going to be cool. It really is. I mean, there, there's going to be there's there's tremendous opportunities for for entrepreneurs for for folks who really understand how the internet works and how mobility works and how 
apps work on your smartphone uh, I think I mean just look I mean I, I was I was just comparing uh, when I first got my phone a few years ago um, when I, I got it upgraded and then a, a year a year ago and then now how many apps I have on it and it's, it's just unbelievable. It's, a, it's it's the convenience and the use and the simplicity of apps that's really going to drive it and we've all become very much accustomed and and reliant on that it's a way of life and that's not a bad thing uh, in my view. So anyhow, appreciate you guys coming in today. Very exciting stuff and congratulations on all your success at C Spire and for being just a great uh, Mississippi company. Appreciate it. Yeah, we, we definitely want to provide the uh, best service we can to our customers as much as we can. So that's why Absolutely. We're here. Appreciate it, guys. Right. Talk Thanks to you soon. Thanks appreciate so much it. for coming in. We'll be right back on the JT Show. Stay with us. Don't worry. It will soon pass, whatever it is. Don't worry, be happy. I'm not worried. I'm happy. I wish there was a place where we could sample wines before we buy. There is. Colony Bistro and Wine Bar just opened right next door to Colony Wine Market in Madison. They have 32 wines by the glass, wine flights, and the food is terrific. Yes, get your purse, sweetie. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. DNS Diamonds is a quaint little jewelry store located on Market Street in Flowood. Our specialty is offering great values on jewelry you typically won't see in other stores. From antique and estate to our own custom designs. From decadent to affordable. You never know what you'll find on your next visit to DNS. And if you have unwanted, broken, or out-of-style jewelry, we can purchase it, consign it, or help you repurpose it. DNS Diamonds, where the N stands for Newton. 144 Market Street between Mia Bellas and the Great American Cookies. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store in Richland. Now's the best time of the year to save more with Mahindra. And it all starts with zero. Pay zero down and zero percent interest up to 60 months. That's more for less on many of Mahindra's best-selling models with tractors that deliver more lift, capacity, fuel efficiency, and built-in weight. So get zero down, zero percent interest for up to 60 months on Mahindra, the world's number one selling tractor, Mahindra, available at the Tractor Store in Richland. Rogers Dab Chevrolet is Mississippi's largest General Motors business elite dealer. We make it easy to maintain your fleet with over 100 work-ready vehicles available for your job site. Diesel, gas, trucks, vans, and service bodies. And we build to your business specifications. It really is easier with Rogers Dab's fleet. Call the Rogers Dab's business elite fleet team today at 866-671-4226 or visit us online at rogersdabs.com. Rogers Dab Chevrolet. Find new roads. Does your body hurt? Have you tried unsuccessful treatments for plantar fasciitis, tennis elbow, shoulder pain, or IT band? Innovative Health Clinic, formerly Acoustic Wave Treatment Center, offers an affordable non-surgical solution through acoustic wave therapy. The beneficial effects of acoustic wave therapy are often experienced after only one or two treatments. The therapy eliminates pain and restores mobility, improving your quality of life. Schedule your appointment at 601-944-5585 or online at InnovativeHealthClinic.net. Now taking same-day appointments. 
Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. Sports Talk Mississippi, your new home for the best sports coverage right here in the Magnolia State. Every day from 3 until 6, right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. The switches are thrown. The signals are given. This is the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi. everyone the JT show super talk Mississippi we're in the middle of the week on oh day that was much better Ricky and Jackson I'm not sure what you're talking about Ricky but Rhino this is not fair trade a regular taxpayer get a break not not following him there are you talking about the ceasefire program I'm not sure hmm interesting this on the 662, I have pretty good information. The big three, Governor, Lieutenant, Governor, Speaker, would all like a special session. However, it appears there's no consensus on the items to be taken up. And in such a session, if called by the governor and he sets the agenda, that's from our good friend Jeff Smith up in Columbus. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard. What I've seen is the Speaker says, let's convene a special session to fix this ballot initiative process. And the lieutenant governor has has said, let's have a special session to get a medical marijuana program. I haven't seen anything official from the governor's office at this point. Um, that doesn't mean it's, there's not something out there. I just haven't seen it. That's because he doesn't have to. It's because when he says it, they got to... That's like, right. He says jump, they say how high at that point. Pretty much. Uh, that's pretty much right. So... Anyhow, uh, we shall see where that goes. I, I sort of feel like there's going to be something. I, I think the people are, are patient up to a point, uh, and I think you're going to start seeing some demands that, hey, we got, we're supposed to have a ballot initiative process. I mean, right now it kind of seems like that there's this interesting conflict. The Constitution says the people are have to, supposed to have a way to get a measure on the ballot initiated by the citizens to amend their constitution. But the Supreme Court said, you know, the way this thing's written, you really don't have that. It's just, it's a very curious conflict and bit of contention. And uh, it's interesting to get the lawyer's take on it that we've had. We've had three uh, great legal minds on the program. And then we've got Lucian Smith coming up later on today, and we'll get his views as well. So, uh, you know, Thomas, I, I'm reading your stuff. I, 
you're writing a lot there, my friend. I, it's kind of hard for me to read all that, but I'm not, I'm not sure what you're saying. It sounds to me like what you want is the people to be able to go to the ballot box and stick something on there and force the legislature to vote on it. I don't know that we're accomplishing anything by that. Shouldn't we just vote for people that align with our views and take care of the business that we want them to take care of, and even while they're there, to let them know we want you to take care of these things? The the ballot measure process, as the professor said, is for those situations where there's broad support for something and the legislature just fails to act. I think that it's fair to describe the medical marijuana program that way. Broad support, clearly broad support. I must also say that uh, our good friend Senator Daniel Sparks from up there in uh, Appalachia, as I like to call it, in the northeastern corner of the state, beautiful area up there, by the way, he, you know, last time he was on the program, he reminded that the 74% figure, which gets tossed around regularly, really wasn't 74% when you you compute the number who voted for a medical marijuana program relative to the number who voted in the election. That, in fact, it was a measure that where we had undervoting, meaning fewer people voted for that measure than they did for the top-line item on the ballot, which was for the president. And so when you, when you extrapolate those figures, it's, I think, 58% voted for 65, and maybe, I think, 62%, if I've got the figures right. Daniel's probably, the senator's probably listening. He'll correct me if I got it wrong. He, he shared with me the charts um, showing the numerical results there. But nonetheless, my view is that in the political world, 58% is a landslide. 62% is a huge landslide, extraordinary landslide. So while I respect the senator, and he's right in that the 74% is a little misleading, it wasn't 74% of the people r- relative to those who voted. It was 62% uh, that favor a mer- medical marijuana program. I, I think, I guess mathematically, that's kind of splitting hairs. It, it still received... Uh, a favorable response, and it was approved and and adopted by the people, if you will. It's just a matter of uh, the issue that the ballot collection, uh, the signature collection process, excuse me, was just didn't work mathematically. That's what Mayor Hawkins Butler argued in court, and the court said, "Yep, yeah, that's right. That doesn't doesn't fit the strict text of the provision." So should get together and fix that. I think most people agree with that. Um, yeah, and so, anyhow, Thomas, the issue is you just just start throwing these gazillions of measures out there and and uh, you, you go make the force the legislators to vote on those. I, I'm not sure that that I don't know that that gets anything done. Can't, can't you just express your desires? Um, enough people call that switchboard and call their reps on certain matters, I can tell you that influences them. There's no question about that. And you're certainly more than welcome to travel to the Capitol and and go meet with them directly, sit in the gallery, find them in the halls. I've done it. You can. That's your capital. You're free to do that. I think that's 
just as well. I, I think that's an inefficient process to just have these constant ballot process procedures and and uh, votes and set polls up and. It's just complicated. Look, the more items you put on a ballot, that costs money. They're, they're assets, resources, people, all kinds of, of um, assets involved in putting an election together. So it just seems very inefficient and as well, in my view. I, I still I think I, I come down on the side of a representative republic as envisioned by the founders, and we rely on those people we elect to do our business. And, I, and I, I think it ought to continue that way. So um, let's see. Someone wanted to know about the C Spire, the website for uh, the program that we were just discussing. I had it up here a minute ago. If you go to the C Spire website and, and just look that up, uh, the, the Emergency Broadband Benefit Program, you'll, you'll find it. Is is the what I recommend? That's how I was able to find it. It's pretty straightforward. I don't know if you can apply for it via the app. I'm not sure. This is um, that I think Donnie from Laurel. Sorry, I'm not sure that I know the answer to that question. But you can certainly go to the website and find it. Hope that works for you. Uh, the legislature should have already done something or leave in the hands of doctors. After all, they did great with oxycotton. That's from Ken on the C Spire. Text line, you would still have to collect signatures so you're not be throwing bunches at Thomas and Greenwood. You can do that now, Thomas. Just go amend the Constitution. I'm not sure what you're looking for. You can do that now. I'm telling you, if you keep that requirement in there, you're not going to get anything. It costs money, lots of it, and time to get a measure on the ballot. And you can only do it during statewide elections. And those aren't constant. And so, does that mean we should only convene the legislature in the years where we have a statewide election so they would act on only those measures which go to the ballot and pass? So, uh, from the number I hear, 58% for 65, 16% for 65A, overwhelming support for 65 and not a legislative program. It appears that 16% will get what they want after a special seven session. Uh, yeah, but it's, that doesn't compute. That's from Wayne and Brandon. That doesn't compute as the percent of the total number of voters who cast ballots in the election. That's that's the difference. Uh, anyhow, Donald in Oxford wants to know what's up with the market. Pivoting a little bit. It's getting killed, and I haven't heard why. Inflation fears. Uh, I, look, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Faith, confidence, and certainty. That's what business people like. That's what they thrive on. That's what's required to invest, expand, and hire. They ain't getting any of that from this White House. No faith, no confidence, no certainty. Not even acknowledgement of the key critical issues. The markets don't like that. That's what's going on right now. And, and so they're reacting accordingly. It's just one day, though, Donald. Keep that in mind. So might be a, a bottom-fishing buying opportunity, if you will. The NASDAQ's getting killed as well, the big tech, heavy NASDAQ. Time for a break right here. Funky Town bumping us out. We'll be right back.
From the SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center, I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny skies, 50-50 shot of rain, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 85. And for your finally Friday, a slight chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 86. This weather brought to you by No Drip Roofing and Construction. With rain coming, let us show you what the No Drip difference is all about. No Drip Roofing and Construction, online at NoDripMS.com. Family Termite is a proud VIP sponsor of the Handyman Show on Super Talk Mississippi. Whether you're a proud DIYer or a seasoned veteran, Mississippi's handyman Buddy Slowick has the answers to your home improvement questions each Saturday from 10 till noon. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. Homestyle plates full of catfish, shrimp, and rib tips, just to name a few. Eat in or carry out, DoorDash or Grubhub. Call 769-208-8283. Once again, 769-208-8283. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry is just that, a family. It was just a good experience in, in itself to how they did it and how loving and compassionate they are. I was just so excited because it was exactly what he tells you. I cried. <laughs> I really cried. Carter Sledge Family Dentistry, 772 Lake Harbor Drive in Richland, 601-607-7876. Hey, I'm here with Alex Murray of Auto Innovation. At Auto Innovation, we want to change your car buying experience. When you're in the market for a quality pre-owned vehicle, please come see us. We want to make friends, not just customers. All eligible vehicles are inspected by a Master Tech mechanic and come with a limited powertrain warranty on us. We are located on Highway 51 in Ridgeland. Come by and see us or check out our inventory online at autoinnovation.net. Let us change your car buying experience. Auto Innovation, Highway 51 in Ridgeland. This is Allison Calloway. Since 1954, Calloway's has been family owned and operated. Located in Gluckstadt, just south of Germantown High, Calloway's has everything you need to make your yard and garden beautiful. From trees, shrubs, and color plants to bulk soils for delivery and pickup. Calloway's has special pricing on outdoor patio furniture with all the new 2021 collections in stock and arriving. Our farmer's market is open, full of fresh fruits, vegetables, and local honey. And the best tomatoes in town. Callaway's will have farm fresh produce seven days a week. Callaway's offers bulk soils for delivery and pickup. We also offer landscaping and our designers Clinton Streeter and Corey Castle can design and install your landscape. From a small job to total transformations, just give us a call to discuss your landscaping needs. Visit Callaway's in Gluckstadt on Calhoun Station Parkway, south of Germantown High. Everything for home and garden, that's I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. Housing prices are up more than 11% across the country, driven in part by historically low mortgage rates. Supply shortages have caused steep increases in the cost of a new build, so the demand for existing homes is on the increase. Lee Garland, owner of the Garland Group, suggests that potential buyers keep their end goal in mind. If you're going to be there a long time, it makes sense to buy the to build the home of your dreams. But if you think you're going to move in two to five years, you're going to get a better deal on an existing home. Fixing the initiative process is going to take some time, but Lieutenant Governor Delbert Hoseman thinks the legislature should act quickly to adopt a medical marijuana program. You know, we have kids, young people that are sick that have needs for this. It's medical marijuana. So there are people that have needs for this, and we need to be cognizant of that. Obviously, had they listened to the Senate the first time, we wouldn't be talking today. I'm Kelly Bennett. 
Hey, it's Richard Cross from Sports Talk Mississippi. Join us every day for the college football fix driven by Ford. Ford builds the SUVs and trucks of the future for everyone, like Explorer and Expedition. These SUVs are built to command the road. And the 2021 Ford F-150, smart, tough, and built to get the job done. Because the vehicles of the future aren't built for a few, they are built for America. Drive one at your local Mississippi Ford dealer today and don't miss the college football fix driven by Ford. AARP is working to protect Americans 50 plus by making sure you have the latest information about the COVID-19 vaccines and the distribution plans in Mississippi. Just visit aarp.org slash msvaccine to learn who's eligible for the COVID-19 vaccine in Mississippi, when, where, and how to get it, and what you might want to discuss with your doctor. That's aarp.org slash msvaccine. Paid for by AARP. If a muckety-muck wants you to hear what they gotta say, they come here first and sit down with Gallo and JT. This is Ground Zero for all Mississippi muckety-mucks. Super Talk Mississippi. Watch your favorite Super Talk shows in HD. Just go to supertalktv.com. Ever wonder what goes on in the studio during the shows? Now you can watch what happens in HD. Super Talk TV, streaming now on supertalktv.com. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Now, on to the real part. Dynamite! On Super Talk Mississippi. On the JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, uh, Gerard and Rhino guiding you through the middle of your day with Fax Fodder. And that's some fine music there, modern English. On One Hit Wonder, what day? Hump day. Wednesday, a.k.a. Wednesday. Ryan and Madison says, can the state be sued for not having a legal ballot initiative process as stated in the Constitution or whatever entity you reference? It's a good question. I mean... Technically, yes, yeah. but, I mean, you, you filed the lawsuit six months to a year from now, you finally get to go to court on it. By then, probably, probably going to be fixed. Yeah. It, I mean, the, the thing to keep in mind about lawsuits is it costs money. Lots of money. Ballot initiatives, they cost money. That's why a lot of them never get certified. That that their ideas that folks come up with and but they just don't get certified. Uh let's see. This is from Chris in Oxford. It's just get it out of the way, guys. Call a special session for marijuana. Let's do it for sports gambling and prostitution as well. I promise you I will not voice text y'all anymore until it's until it's articulated correctly. That's from Chris from Oxford. Interesting. Um let's see, this is from Joe in Meridian. South of Meridian Joe South of Meridian. I wonder if medical marijuana had not been a controversial issue, there would not have been a suit sending it to the court. <laughs> 
the correct signature gathering procedure to have a vote placed on the ballot would would have been ignored for a more popular issue and allowed to become law. That's interesting uh, perspective. You could be right there, Joe. I'm, I'm not really sure. I, I do think there were very strong feelings on both sides of this matter. And, uh, you know, it kind of makes me wonder why the people who organized the 65 effort didn't consider this possibility. But it, I think about that of all the We've had, what, 77? I think about all of those. Well, I think they were falling back on the previous legal decision regarding the number of signatures yeah. and the, the way in which they were collected, which, if I'm not mistaken, was handed down by the Attorney General's office within the last decade or so, saying that as long as you got an equal percentage or 25% from the four or whatever, I forget exactly how it was worded, but there was a an opinion handed down from the Attorney General's office. Yeah. Which they were all ballot initiatives before this were using as guidance. Yep, that's right. So, so yeah, I think it's reasonable then to rely on that, on precedent. That's what normally happens in courts. Uh, but in this case, and that's fine as long as it doesn't get challenged. But in this case, again, the mayor of Madison organized an effort to challenge it. And did and won. I mean, that's that's what's available to you in this country to have the courts resolve those sorts of matters. And so, I don't I don't think we should be upset with that. I, we've heard that from everybody that's come on the program and discussed it. That it's not really the Supreme Court that we should get bristled at here. It it just was. I, I don't know. Didn't wasn't taken care of. The ballot measure process wasn't taken care of and. And, of course, establishing a medical marijuana program, which, which seems to be popular. Whether it's 58, however you look at the numbers, 58%, 62%, 74%, no matter what, it's still way above water, way above half. Paula Meridian says, soft Senator McDaniel, Chris McDaniel, that would be, said legislation should be very close to what the people voted for, meaning the legislature should, should pass a bill that closely mirrors 65. And so if they take this up in a special session, it will, in fact, be interesting to see how members of the legislature come down on this. Will uh, our legislation look like 65, or will it look more like what we discussed yesterday on the program with Alabama and what they just took up? Sheila from Hattiesburg says, close abortion clinic in Jackson, Mississippi now. I think that's the remaining one, right? We only have one. Is that right? Is it here or Hattiesburg? It may be here. I think it's here. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure where that's where that stands, Sheila, exactly. But I can tell you this lawsuit coming up in the Supreme Court with respect to Mississippi's ban on abortions beyond the 15-week uh, point is going to be interesting to watch that as well and how that might challenge Roe versus Wade and what the outcome of that will be. We'll uh, have a lot, and we're going to have Lucian Smith on here in a little bit, and we'll get his opinion on that. This is from Lance on the 601 ceasefire text line. What would I, what I would like to know is how long did the governor, lieutenant governor, and speaker of the House, now that we did not know that we did not have the redistricting correct, 
and now we are going to have to call a special session to fix this, They what they already knew, will not pass muster with the Supreme Court. Yeah, so... Uh, that goes back to what we were saying earlier about there was an opinion handed down by the Attorney General's office that said he didn't have to go to the Supreme Court for this. But right. you had somebody that felt... Uh, strongly enough about yeah. the, the topic to bring it to the Supreme Court, and the Supreme Court made a decision on it. I think that's an accurate description. Keep in mind, Lance, is either six or seven bills were filed. I know of one in particular from Secretary of State Watson, then Senator Watson in 2015, to fix this problem. It was like a one-page document. It's nothing to it. It's a little bit of language that gets changed. But pretty sure I'm correct in saying that if the legislature passed that, it would require it going to the ballot for the people to approve. That's how the Constitution gets amended. The legislature can refer a measure to the ballot for that purpose. So it would still have to go, and I think it would pass overwhelmingly, is my gut feel. And, and also the, the bar is a little higher to pass the legislature requires two-thirds vote in both houses. We'll, uh, we've had a couple of our lawyer friends that have been on the show, I think, have confirmed that with us, and we'll run that by Lucian again as well. Uh, I'm a prepper and have been for years. I guess I could get a large yard side, uh, full of trash bag, full of marijuana for bartering. Going to be a lot of folks who will need it. <laughs> that is on the 662 C text line. Yeah, it's uh, interesting. Philip Brookhaven says, can we get back to COVID? This horse is dead. Well, it ain't dead. There is lots of COVID news. We talked about New York opening up. And that's a pretty big deal, honestly. It's America's largest city and the center, uh, at least it used to be, the center of capitalism. Have you seen de Blasio? There, um, He's got a program <laughs> that he's promoting where Shake Shack, free, free fries, if you're vaccinated, if you can prove you're vaccinated. He goes on TV and he's stuffing burgers and fries. <laughs> he recorded an ad promoting it. Wait, I thought we weren't supposed to eat beef. I, 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 big gulps and stuff like that, right? And he's there just stuffing his pile. Meat is murder and those straws are killing <laughs> turtles. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Donald at Oxford, here's an interesting change of subject. Why would China ban cryptocurrency? They did announce that. He says, I have an idea, but would like to hear it from you. You know... Because they can't control it. That's exactly... Bingo. That's it. I mean, it, that is what what people like about crypto. The country the that, that has it set up where you get graded based on what you post on social media and what your family and friends have said about you, and if your score is not high enough, you don't get to leave your city, let alone the country. Yeah. So yeah, that that type of country, that type of government doesn't generally look kindly upon any liberties, right? Let alone liberties that involve money. Exactly. That's it. Really, is just that simple. Is that it's no different than you know, folks. That the internet in China. How many people are there in China? Two billion. Is that right? If not close to it, yeah. Yeah, uh, a little less than a third of the world's population in that one nation. Anyhow. There, 1.398 billion. Okay, so we were off a little bit there. Um, but what's the total world? Six billion? I think we're over seven, getting close okay. to eight now. All right, well, my bad. 
I haven't looked at that in a while. But anyhow, the world's most populous nation, right? China. Yeah, they're ahead of India. Yeah, uh, which is second, I believe. But we're at seven point six billion. Okay, so a little less than twenty percent of the world's population. Nonetheless, there are electronic firewalls, literally, that filter all the in and outbound internet content into the nation of China. It's known as the the Great Firewall of China. They're just into controlling everything. That's what communists do. They control everything. Cryptocurrency, not something that can be controlled. In fact, the essence of the technology is that it is self-governing. Decentralized. Right. They can't deal with that. That's why they don't want allow it. Break time. We'll be right back. Final segment in the second hour, and then we got Lucian Smith after that. You're looking for somebody to fix your roof, right? Watkins Construction and Roofing. I know by personal experience and customer feedback, they are number one. New roof, roof repair, metal roofing, skylights, roof windows. My friends at Watkins Construction and Roofing will settle for nothing less than the most professional job in the industry. Again, it's that attention to detail that powers Watkins' continued growth. For a free estimate, call the Watkins team at 601-966-8233 or go to nomoreroofleak.com. Are you ready for what is possibly the last lawnmower you will ever buy? If so, then you are ready for an Exmark. This is David Frederick with Frederick Sales and Service. And if you're ready, now is the time to take advantage of special Exmark pricing and special Exmark financing. With 0% financing and payments that won't start for 150 days. That's five months before your first payment and still 0% interest. You don't want to miss out on this opportunity to own the mower that landscape professionals purchase two to one over the next best-selling brand. So stop by Frederick Sales and Service on Old Highway 471 in Brandon and let me or one of my experienced staff help you find the Exmark mower that best suits your needs. At Frederick's, we are the Exmark experts. 26 years of award-winning selling, servicing, and supporting our customers with legendary Exmark quality. Frederick Sales and Service, the choice in outdoor equipment. Serving Central Mississippi since 1993. Hi, this is Anitra over at Bees. I'm the kitchen manager there. Come enjoy our blue plates for under $10. Monday through Friday from 11 to 2. Monday we have meatloaf or chicken spaghetti. Tuesday we have beef tips or chicken breast. Wednesday we have fried pork chops or pot roast. Thursday we have spaghetti or chicken fried steak. Friday we have fried catfish or pulled pork or chicken with mushrooms, cream sauce. And every day, hamburger steak or chicken sweets. McBee's on Lake Harbor. You can dine in, take out, or have them cater. And the perfect spot for any size party, too. This is the Midday Agri-Market Report. U.S. Trade Representative Catherine Tai met with both Canadian Minister of Small Business, Export Promotion, and International Trade Mary Ng and Mexican Secretary of Economy Tatiana Clothier on the first day of two days of meetings under the Free Trade Commission established by the U.S.-Mexico-Canada Agreement. Tai pressed on issues relative to Canada fully meeting their agreements, commitments, including its allocation of dairy tariff rate quotas and home shopping. The Trump administration brought up the dairy case in late 2020, and Tai has said she will seek negotiation with Canada to move the issue forward. She also expressed concern about Canadians' recently proposed digital service tax. Also discussed was softwood lumber and WTO reform and Mexico's labor situation, an issue brought up along with the U.S. investigations into Mexican agricultural products. I'm Dixon Williams, and this is the Supertalk Mississippi Agri-News Network. 
If you need a contractor to help rebuild your home after a disaster, don't get scammed. Go licensed. Be skeptical about door-to-door -door offers of repair services. Ask friends and family for recommendations of contractors that they've used. Get at least three bids and never pay in cash. Don't make a bad situation worse. Protect yourself and your family after disaster strikes. Go licensed. For more information, visit our website at www.msboc.us. Welcome to Mike Drop, the show where Mississippi Farm Bureau President Mike McCormick drops some helpful knowledge. Thanks. I want to talk about what Mississippi Farm Bureau Federation is. We serve as the largest general farm organization in Mississippi with more than 170,000 member families. We're here to solve problems for our Mississippi farmers so they can have a better life and make a better living. Visit your Farm Bureau friends and neighbors at your county office or sign up online today at msfb.org. You can bet the farm on it. This is Ben Shapiro reminding you to listen to The Ben Shapiro Show weekday nights starting at 9 p.m. here on 97.3 Super Talk Jackson. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it, let's hear it. Now, 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 back to The JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. What is love? Baby, don't hurt me, don't hurt me no more. I think of one hit wonders, I think of this song. <laughs> it's like there's no chance those artists could make another song as a hit. No chance. <laughs> it's kind of like that damn men without hats crap. One of these days, I'm just going to play songs from artists that were one-hit wonders that aren't the hits, and we really will appreciate <laughs> oh my the hits. Gosh, please. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Because if you've ever gone down that rabbit hole, wow, you're right. There are some bad songs where it's like, who produced this? Who thought, yeah, this is going to be awesome? Yeah. It, you know, it ain't like Side 2 on a Beatles 45. Right. <laughs> oh, wow, those are both top 40s. No, it's not like that. Oh, my gosh. By the way, speaking of this... Uh, referendum, well, ballot initiative, not referendum process. The folks that are working on Medicaid expansion, that's Yes on 76, is the name of that measure, that initiative. They have suspended it, obviously. You would think all the other initiatives that were active would also have statements saying they're suspended, considering they can't really move forward. Yeah, and literally that was announced about two hours ago. I mean, it just came out today. So what a mess, man, when you think about it. So the citizens are, according to our Constitution, are, be, are to be empowered with the ability to get a measure on the ballot for people to vote on, to amend their Constitution. And as it stands right now, they don't have one. 
And again, it sounds like they can't have one, based on what I can tell, until 2022. Or until a special session is called to deal with it. I, I, but I don't, because it's in the, see, that's what I want to ask Lucian. I don't, I think you got to go to the ballot. That's what I'm saying in 2022 to amend the amendment. But if they had a special session early enough, could we not have the election in November? I think that it's um, you only can do it in a statewide election, so that's why 2022. Uh, that's not a statewide election. Now that's an interesting one. I'm not sure the answer to. Can the governor like call for a statewide election, which would be would or that, would that be in the powers of the legislature? Which I don't know. Somebody in government, right, just says, let's have a statewide election, and they would only have that one item on it. Because everything else that's happening this November is local. No statewides. There's no federal, and there's and there's no uh, state level statewide. So how about that? That's interesting. So that that's what uh, all the reports I've seen suggest that the next one is 2022, and you'd have to wait to then because you can only uh, amend the Constitution through a ballot measure in a statewide election. And that's the next time it's coming. So, wow. You know, uh, we've been talking quite a bit about this indoctrination using critical race theory across the country. And we had Senator Angela Hill on the program yesterday talking about how that has crept into our great state of Mississippi. She was citing information from uh, the Department of Education here. Well, the, a Virginia Little League, the coaches, they're told they must attend anti-racist training, which is very similar to critical race theory taught in schools, just to be a coach. It's out of control. The president of the the board president of the Little League, it's Alexandria, Virginia, by the way. They had partnered with. You ain't gonna believe the name. We've been talking about these goofy names. Positive Coaching Alliance, the PCA. You know you're screwed when you see that kind of crap. So, uh, sports can battle racism. They have a workshop document for coaches. includes six core themes from a create a caring climate to model anti-racist behavior. Coaches are encouraged to teach themselves to perceive their own internalized racism. That's what Disney called it, internalized. Remember, that was like step one. And look for potential institutional racism in the community. They're asked to be on the lookout for moments that they it's can use. It's Little League! Can't they just play baseball? Just let them play freaking baseball! Do we have to flip a coin to see what race the center fielder's gonna... What is this? I'm telling you, I'm sick of it. Just let them, let them be kids and play baseball. This is nuts! Mm. <laughs> it's just incredible. We're going to come down through the break right here. When we come back, we've got Lucian Smith, former Mississippi GOP chairman. We're going to keep on talking here on the JT Show. Stay with us. It's not too late to whip it. Whip it good. You're listening to...
listening to WFMN Flora Jackson. Super Talk Mississippi. Powered by your tree professionals at Baroni's Tree Pros. Online at baroniestreepros.com. Fox News, I'm Lillian Wu. President Biden delivers the commencement address at the Coast Guard Academy in New London, Connecticut. I hope that you take immense pride, immense pride in all that time at the Academy and all the Academy has given to you. The address marking the school's 140th graduation and Biden's second keynote address there, though the first as president. The Coast Guard Academy holding its ceremony on Cadet Memorial Field. Fox's Jeff Manasso. And Europe takes a big step forward in relaxing COVID restrictions. EU spokesperson Christian Vigan says the union's 27 countries are moving to ease restrictions imposed last year. This will help progressively resuming international inbound travel. The new guidance is expected to say travelers must be vaccinated and be coming from a country considered COVID safe. Fox's Simon Owen. America's listening to Fox News. As locals, ADS Security is committed to keeping the community safe. We're the same great company, same local office, with the same local service you've counted on for years. Visit us in Gluckstadt. ADS Security, 601-898-3105. Call today. The best made-to-order lunch in Northeast Jackson is at 4th & Gold Sports Cafe. The wings, the chicken tenders and bites, fried or grilled, and the best specialty pizzas in the metro. Call 769-208-8283. That's 769-208-8283. 769-208-8283. Hello, I'm Gary Jolly from the Tractor Store. LS Tractor understands your passion for the land, and just like you, LS Tractor is committed to excellence and superior products. LS Tractor comes with a long list of standard features that are unmatched by other brands and backed with the LS commitment to provide exceptional customer service and satisfaction. You get a lot more for your money with the LS Tractor. Come to the Tractor Store in Richland to experience the LS difference. The Tractor Store in Richland. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's up to state leaders to decide how to proceed now that the Supreme Court has struck down the medical marijuana program. Ken Newberger, the director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, says he was heartbroken when he heard the news. And we're looking at yeah. Uh, you know, what legislation is going to come forward to help the people? Because I think uh, you might have seen last night the governor came out and said that he's interested in getting everybody together to work mm-hmm. on a possible special session. A Facebook group called We Are the 74 has sprung up. They're planning a rally at the Supreme Court building next Tuesday starting at 9. A Starkville physician, Benjamin Sanford, will serve three years of probation for receiving misbranded drugs and distributing them with the intent to defraud his patients. He was ordered to forfeit over 105000 pay a $95,000 fine, and over $377,000 in restitution. I'm Kelly Bennett. Are you looking for something unusual or hard to find? You might just find it on HighBid.com. It's the online auction site for, well, just about everything. HighBid.com has estate sales, closeouts, liquidations, even government-seized vehicle auctions. It's easy to bid on office furniture, antiques, sports memorabilia, restaurant equipment, motorboats, even arcade games. You can search for items by name or simply see where the next page takes you. Visit HighBid.com. That's H-I-B-I-D.com. And find out what you're looking for today. This is for those who always show they care. Who told their kids everyone 12 and older is eligible for a COVID vaccine. Those who explain to their cousins that vaccines prevent nearly 100% of hospitalizations and deaths from COVID-19. This is for the ones protecting those they love. Thank you 
We can do this. Find vaccines near you at vaccines.gov. Paid for by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services. The expansion of Kohler Power's Hattiesburg plant will create 75 new jobs. With the addition of a residential generator line, the company is adding 80,000 square feet to its facility, and the new jobs bring the total employment up to 800. Kohler says the expansion comes as demand for reliable power grows throughout the entire country with an increasing rate of severe weather events. Isolated severe storms are possible this afternoon over portions of southwest Mississippi and northeast Louisiana. Damaging winds will be the primary impact, although a tornado can't be ruled out. A potential thief chose the wrong house Monday. Matthew Hudson was at his home in Harrison County around midnight when he heard what he thought was the sound of a saw outside. He grabbed his sidearm, ran downstairs. That's where he found John Searley underneath his car, already cutting into his catalytic converter. Hudson held Searley at gunpoint until police arrived. I'm Kelly Bennett. Pine Grove Behavioral Health understands that lasting recovery and healing begins at the roots of who we are. Transformation is deeply woven into the core of each individual through broad-reaching treatment options. As a result, we have gained a reputation as one of the nation's most comprehensive treatment campuses, drawing an expertise and multiple whole-life treatment programs to effectively address the real complexities of life and addiction. Call 1-888-574-HOPE or visit pinegrovetreatment.com for more information. One place, many solutions. Catfish farming has always been a passion for me. I was raised up on the catfish farm. I was born into it. But the only thing I love more than catfish farming is my children and my family. I'm Will Noble from Moorhead, Mississippi, and I'm proud to be the 2020 Mississippi Catfish Farmer of the Year. People all across America love to eat U.S. farm-raised catfish, and I'm proud to be able to produce it right here in the Mississippi Delta. To all the folks in the Capital City metro area, love to have you join me tomorrow morning, 6 till 9, Gallo Show. We'll start your day the informed way, Super Talk Mississippi 97.3. Welcome to Real Talk for Real Mississippians. Let's do this. Welcome to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. And now, here's Gerard Gibbert. Welcome back, everyone. The JT Show, Super Talk Mississippi, rolling right in uh, to the afternoon here on this hump day. You're getting better at it. Your voice is much Slowly improved. getting hydrated, I guess. Yeah, awesome. And joining us now... Or caffeinated. Exactly. In the <laughs> studio, we've got our good friend, the former chairman of the Mississippi GOP, Lucian Smith, now an attorney partner at Bosch and Bingham. That's right. It's good yeah. to be with you, Gerard. Yeah. Good to see you for the second day in a row. We had a little lottery business to take That's care right. of yesterday. That's right. I'm following you around these days. So I'm, do, I'm doing something right. <laughs> oh, shoot. I wouldn't say that, man. Uh, appreciate you coming in today. Absolutely. Uh we, you, you, I told you, you're the fourth lawyer we've had. Yeah, it's turned into a legal show. Yeah, um, you know, it's almost like the uh, the lawyers' hour y'all got on Monday mornings. You've got so many lawyers. Yeah, in here. exactly. 
And you know the best part about this? I ain't paying the bill. <laughs> That's a very good point. That's a very, very good point. Uh, no, uh, full disclosure, Lucia and I are good friends and work together with uh, he is the he and his firm or the attorneys for the lottery, Mississippi Lottery Corporation, do a fantastic job there. And one of his partners, Pepper Crutcher, was my longtime human resources attorney, going back to the days when he was over there at Phelps Dunbar. With Delbert, who was my I corporate forgotten attorney. about that. Yeah, no, uh, Pepper's a great guy, great lawyer. Uh, try to bring him in frequently when we've got labor and employment questions because he's one of the best out there on those things. He's awesome. He's a scholar when and that, it comes to that stuff. And that's one of those areas of the law I always tell people. Huh. I, you know, there's some areas of the law you can be kind of a generalist like I am and and give a good answer on. When people get into L&E work, I, I say, stop, I'm going to bring in Pepper or some of our other people who are real experts there because it's such a, a technical, statutory area of the law. You don't you, you don't want to open a code book and think you understand it. Huh. You got that right because if you make the wrong call, it's it'll cost it's you. very expensive. That's and, right. And... Uh, Happy to say he always gave us the correct advice, and uh, our, it, so it helped our company quite a bit. But anyhow, we digress a bit. So, uh, Initiative 65, and I know some folks will say, whew, you guys are wearing us out on that. But look, it's a, it's a, big, it's a big issue because we're kind of in limbo. We, That's right. The Supreme Court says, nope, uh, that don't work. The, the, the signature process, you, you didn't comply with strictly with the Constitution, and so not only do we not have the medical marijuana program that the people voted for, but we don't have a way to get something on the ballot. I was just uh, sharing with our audience that a couple hours ago, the folks behind Initiative 76, that's the one that would expand Medicaid in the state of Mississippi. You know, there's a ballot measure to do that. The legislature has not uh, passed such a program. Don't think it would. The governor has made it very clear that he opposes Medicaid expansion. Anyhow, those guys have, have just said a couple of hours ago, we're we're dropping it, so we're not going to move forward. And and I guess they're probably well advised to do so. I, I think that's right. I think that's right in the short term. I mean, my, my guess is they will come back if the initiative process gets fixed. But it's incredibly expensive to get the signatures. Uh, it is very expensive to run those campaigns. And maybe the legislature will fix the INR process this summer. Maybe they'll do it next year in a regular session. Maybe it'll never get fixed. And so uh, certainly if I were advising somebody thinking about doing uh, an initiative and referendum process, I I would say stand down and wait to see what happens. Yep. Um, All right. So help me out here now because I want to make sure I'm not telling folks wrong. It's my understanding because this uh, initiative process – is a in the con- incorporated in the Constitution, right? It That's is provided right. to the people via that amendment, which the legislature placed in the Constitution. Did it go to the ballot for that purpose at that time? I'm not sure, because we didn't have a, a, a method. Uh, I believe it did go to, you're talking about when se- Section 273 was yes. amended? Yes. Yeah, that, I believe that would have gone to the people, because that was what was already on the books, was that you could amend the Constitution by uh, having the two-thirds vote in each chamber and then putting it uh, on a statewide referendum. Okay. So we have that. Does that not mean, Lucian, that in order to amend that and correct it, you couldn't just do it through the standard 
lawmaking process that you'd have to get it back on the ballot. Yeah, if you're going to the, the to amend, yeah, the only way you can fix it would be with another constitutional amendment, which is is only possible with a statewide election. That's right. Which doesn't come up till 2022. That's right. So I don't think you could fix so you really have to split the two pieces of it. So there's the question about are we going to have a medical marijuana program? Right. The legislature can do that through statute. Um, they can just pass a law, the governor can sign it, it's a simple majority, unless there's a taxing component, in which case it'd have to be three-fifths. But the legislature can do that. Okay. Fixing the initiative and uh, referendum process uh, for the Constitution would require another constitutional amendment. Okay. And so, it, when I was, if I were still the governor's chief of staff, um, and I, I was Governor Bryant's, not Governor Reeves' chief of staff, but if I were uh, still the governor's chief of staff, my advice to the governor would be, let's call a special session. Let's call a special session limited to the medical marijuana topic. Let's work it out in advance with leadership, with the the speaker and the lieutenant governor. Sure. And then let's have a one-hour, maybe four-hour, but a one-day special session where we come in and just codify the medical marijuana uh, ballot initiative and put it into statute. Because the legislature can do that just by an act. Right. Now, I think when you start talking about changing the way the Constitution is amended, I wouldn't do that in a special session um, because there are going to be so many perspectives on that 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 may take two days, four days, ten days, um, and I think you'd be better served waiting to a regular session to do that, in part because of what you've already said. Unless the legislature, uh, through a separate act, calls a special election statewide for this sole purpose, this won't be fixed until the election, uh, the congressional elections in 22. So I, I would wait on that and not make the taxpayers foot the bill for a potentially long special session. But I would come in quickly uh, and pass the medical, mar- uh, medical marijuana initiative as a state law because it's clear that's what the people of Mississippi want. Yeah. And, you know, so here in the last 24 hours, we've got the Speaker of the House saying we need to convene a special session to fix this, this uh, ballot initiative process, which is broken. We got the lieutenant governor saying we need to call a special session to get a medical marijuana program built. So there doesn't seem to be alignment. I don't know that that's necessarily a surprise, but there doesn't seem to be alignment there. The governor, as far as I know, hasn't really offered any comment. And I, I hadn't seen any statement. But what I hope is happening, and I suspect is, it's not uncommon. You know, when, with Governor Bryant, we frequently would have these kind of special sessions, um, not necessarily prompted by the Supreme Court, but some, an issue came up. And the approach we took was to try to work it out in advance sure. so that you didn't have multi-day yeah. uh, special sessions. And so I suspect what's happening is that uh, in private, there are conversations both at the principal level and at the staff level uh, where they're trying to work something out that they could all agree on. And, and I think, you know, my view is one day uh, do the medical marijuana and worry about the rest in the next in the next session. Well, that's not uh, a lot different than the standard sausage making process where you're sort of counting votes before you get everybody together. That's but, right. I mean, you know that before you do it for the most part. That's on, right. Certainly on critical, uh, controversial matters such as this. Uh, the other thing, you know, when you think through it, is you got these other five or six uh, initiatives that are are in development. And like the Medicaid initiative, well, if you got to fix the problem in a statewide election and the next one's scheduled as 22, that means the earliest they could get this on the ballot would be 23. 
That's right. The next statewide election. That's that's right. But here's one thing to keep in mind. I mean, the initiative process really only amends the Constitution. Um, it's not a it's not a vehicle like we have in California and some other states where you're you're passing general legislation. Right. Um, it's sort of been co-opted for good or, you know, whatever your position are on the different uh, initiatives. It's been co-opted as a way of advancing things that really should and could be done, should or could be done in general law. And so if, in fact, there's great sentiment to do any of those things, whether it's expand Medicaid, uh, you know, wine in grocery stores is one of the things that I've heard is, has the potential to be a referendum. Yep. Recreational marijuana, um, yep. you know, that term can limits. be term limits. Um, for the most part, that can be done legislatively. I mean, the legislature can do that, and it doesn't have to go to a vote of the people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, it it's not inconceivable you'll see some of those things revisited. I'm, I agree with you. I don't think you'll see Medicaid expansion or recreational marijuana passed by our legislature. Um, right. I, I don't know what the fate of wine and liquor stores will be. <laughs> I mean, excuse me, wine and grocery stores will be. Uh, Term limits wouldn't pass. I don't think term limits would pass, and that might I, 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 that might have to be constitutional. I mean, that's that's how we limited the lieutenant governor uh, back in the '90s was through a constitutional amendment. So that makes sense. That might have to be done right. uh, through through the the fixed referendum process. All right, we're up against a break. We'll continue this for a bit, and then want to talk about this uh, abortion case that's gone up to the Supreme Court. I look forward to it. Get your feelings on that. We've got Lucian Smith in the studio. Stay with us. We'll be right back. your vehicle is ever damaged in a collision, please listen carefully. At Clinton Body Shop, we are OEM factory certified with more than 20 national and international manufacturers. In fact, we are Central Mississippi's only Volvo certified auto body repair shop and we are the first BMW certified independent repair facility in the southern region. And our Richland location is Mississippi's only Subaru certified repair facility. Look, if some of the most prestigious automakers in the world certify Clinton Body Shop, shouldn't you choose them for your repair? Clinton Body Shop in Clinton and Richland. Certified by the company that made your car to repair your car with OEM factory parts. Go to ClintonBodyShop.com. It's about your family's safety and your car's value. That's ClintonBodyShop.com. The all-new Ace Bolt and Screw is open with new extended hours in Gluckstadt to serve you for not only all of your faster and power tool needs, but we can now take care of much more. Now open on weekends to be there for you when you need supplies for all your projects. From fertilizer to landscape timbers and pine straw to Spartan mosquito eradicators, we've got you covered. Ace Bolt and Screw of Gluckstadt, now open with extended and weekend hours. Come see us. 
In the house, my friend Lee Garland of EXP. What's happening, Lee? 2020 was an incredible year. We sold hundreds of houses. As a matter of fact, and thank you, you took care of a family member. What was so unique about selling that home was the buyer who bought it, bought it sight unseen. They bought it from the videos, photos, and drone footage that we shot. They did not actually step foot in the house until the week before closing. Share with us some of the other advantages of the marketing campaign. One of the things that we do is we give sellers options. We give them the option of assurance convenience and the ability to get top dollar on their property. If the seller needs the assurance that their house is going to sell, we can guarantee that sale. If it doesn't sell at the end of the listing agreement, we'll buy it. And that's what makes you guys the leader in the market. We are the number one team in central Mississippi. We spend more money marketing properties than anybody else. We have an advertising budget of almost a half a million dollars where the average agent only spends 250 to $500 a month. Go to LeeWillBuyIt.com or call us at 601-983-1130. At Fillmore Buick GMC, we strive to make buying your next vehicle easy and take care of you long after you drive off the lot. That means upfront and honest pricing, doing everything we can to make the time you spend in the dealership as short or as long as you need. It means we understand that purchasing a vehicle is more than just a transaction for you. We want you to enjoy the experience as much as we appreciate your business. Find your next Buick GMC or pre-owned vehicle at FillmoreBuickGMC.com. Fillmore Buick GMC. You drive everything we do. We're here with a special invitation to join us weekday morning 6 to 9. Breaking news, quick shots, analysis, all right here on Super Talk Jackson 97.3. Properly set all controls before recording. All systems go. Now, 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 back to the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert and Rhino on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi. Welcome back, everyone, to JT Shows, Super Talk Mississippi. Our friend Lucian Smith is our guest in the studio. So we were just wrapping up kind of the discussions, uh, Counselor, about this ballot initiative process. So let me ask you this before we move on and talk about this abortion matter. Do you think we ought to have a uh, – some of our listeners have kind of weighed in on this. Do you, do you think we should also provide the people a way – uh, I guess what the professor called a referendum. He distinguished right. that from an initiative, but a way for the people to get a referendum on the ballot. Now, does does the term referendum, um, does it denote that you're making or changing statute as opposed to an initiative, or are those... I, I don't know that it has a fixed definition. Okay. Okay. Um, I, What's the difference? Well, I mean, I, I think what we have right now is a way through... I mean, I think of a referendum just meaning the people get to vote on a set outcome. Okay. And so what we had, I guess, what we had before the Supreme Court's decision was the ability to amend our Constitution uh, by having a referendum, getting enough signatures, putting it on the ballot, and if it passes, it's in the Constitution. Okay. And this is where it gets tricky, and I know you've had other people talk to this, but if something's in the Constitution, the legislature can't change it. Only the people can go back and change it, because the Constitution's the supreme law. Uh, but I, I think it's, you know, the the 
public officials, the elected officials, don't work for. Uh, I mean, they the people don't work for the elected officials. The elected officials are servants of the public, and I think if the public want to change laws that uh, elected officials have failed to do when there's an overwhelming public support, I think there should be a vehicle to do it. What I'd like to see the legislature do ultimately would be two things. We need to fix this one-fourth, one-fifth piece for amending the Constitution, but then we need a separate mechanism for what really aren't constitutional amendments. You know, you start talking about term limits, the number of members of the House, that sort of thing, that's really Constitution. You know, how, how do we make choices about how we govern ourselves? What are the rules for making the laws, not what are the laws themselves? And then we should have a separate initiative process that allows people to bring forward what are essentially general legislation, Medicaid expansion, okay. medical marijuana, recreational marijuana. Whether you're for it or against it, I think there should be a vehicle for it. But similarly, it should require a very uh, significant number of signatures uh, because you, you don't want to get yourself in a situation where you're California, where effectively the legislature's job is just kind of to show up, talk, collect a check, and the people are making all the laws directly through referendum. Because if, if we're going to do that, well, we might as well not have a legislature. We might as well just have elections every year where all of us go vote on the laws, and we've decided that's not the most efficient way to govern uh, our country. Yeah. Uh, and so, yes, I, I would support seeing that done. Uh, under some very specific conditions, and, and specifically, you got to separate out the general legislation from the the structure and scope of government. Yeah, so it's it's possible, I would think, then that we could define that um, and get, with specificity that would just govern the process. I think that's right. And the Secretary of State would would have to comply with that essentially on what gets certified. And says no, that doesn't meet the criteria to amend the Constitution, or it belongs it, over here as a, as a statutory matter. That's so. right. I think you'd have some criteria in the Constitution, and then the Secretary of State ends up getting empowered to say, okay, you want to put wine in grocery stores. That's a general bill. That's gotcha. not really how government is structured. Makes uh, sense. And so we'll put that over there. Makes sense. All right. Well, so we'll see what uh, what they do down there at the Capitol. I want to move out to this um, situation. It's making national news, national headlines. And that's the uh, bill in Mississippi that bans an abortion past 15 weeks. That's right. So who are the parties in this deal? So the, the two parties are the abortion clinic here in Jackson. The two primary parties are the abortion clinic in Jackson and then Thomas Dobbs, because the, the statute empowers the Department of Health uh, as well as the Board of Medical Licensure to effectively uh, enforce the 15-week abortion ban. And so sure. after it went into effect... Uh, Jackson's uh, abortion clinic, and their name is very similar to another uh, a, a, a non-abortion clinic, and so I'm not going to try to say it because I'm going to end up naming the wrong. <laughs> some some doctor is going to call angry, but um, the Jackson abortion clinic uh, filed this lawsuit, um, and the district court judge in Jackson said that it was unconstitutional, uh, and the the Fifth Circuit. Uh, affirmed uh, that based on the uh, based on the existing law, and so the state sought uh, what's called a, a, a petition. They filed a petition for a writ of certiorari, which is just a very lawyer way of saying we're asking the Supreme Court to review it. And the U.S. Supreme Court, with fairly few exceptions, does not have to hear appeals. Uh, they only hear appeals. Um, again, there are a few exceptions, but when uh, parties ask them to, and when at least four justices of the Supreme Court agree to grant the writ and bring the bring the court up, bring the decision up. So this is a this is a huge deal, um, and I, I think 
at least in the state coverage, how important this case is, may, the, the magnitude of it may not have been clear. You know, if, okay. if you're somebody who uh, works in constitutional law or who spends a lot of time thinking about how to protect innocent life, th- there are two cases historically that you think of. Obviously, Roe versus Wade, the 1973 case uh, where the Supreme Court, I think, erroneously created uh, effectively a constitutional right to an abortion. And then uh, 20 years later in the Casey case, uh, yep. there were five Republican-appointed members of the Supreme Court, uh, and people thought there was a real chance that Roe was going to be overturned. Yeah. And instead, uh, Casey was decided um, – uh, and affirmed Roe. They made some changes to the specific guidance on what type of restrictions on abortion were permitted and not permitted. Uh, but essentially, they affirmed Roe, and that's that is its most con- the most consequential holding of Casey uh, is that Roe was still the law of the land. And so, I suspect, unless the Supreme Court is able to uh, somehow dodge the core question, and I, I don't think they would have granted the writ. I don't think they would have taken the appeal if their plan was to avoid uh, Mm. this core question. Um, You know, I I think people are going to look back and the decisions are going to be Roe, Casey, and then the Dobbs case. And and it's my hope uh, that what we'll see in the Dobbs case is the Supreme Court overturn Roe versus Wade and return this power back to the states. Um, And I think there's there's a real possibility of it. Wow. So, and I have seen lots of folks out there are, are suggesting, and the governor welcomes this case. I think that's what he's hoping for, that's frankly. Right. So, wow, would that ever be interesting? You know, this is kind of uh, aligns with what I've been saying on the program the last few days, that it just seems like our country's sort of bifurcating that's right. a- along the lines of, of certain very controversial uh, political matters. Masks has been one of those. The uh, uh, the critical race theory. We've got states banning that. Public schools. We got states requ- states requiring it. Uh, we've got the the Fairness Act that we passed here in Mississippi. Had Senator Hill on on the air yesterday, and we got states that are going in a different direction. So this is would be another one. And absolutely. And, and this is frankly got more history in it than any of them. It's been around since 73, the Roe versus Wade decisions. It just makes sense, though, doesn't it, uh, Lucian, to allow a state to, look, if you want to live in a state that permits abortion, move to that state. Uh, that, look, that's right. I, I'm, you know, I'm a very, very uh, staunch believer in the pro-life cause. Uh, wherever I lived, I would be a big supporter of, of having a ban on abortion because I just think it's morally wrong to destroy a an unborn child. Um, but yes, and that's one of the things that, that people, some people have pointed out, that American abortion politics is kind of unique around the world in what a hot-button topic it is. Um, there are a few other places that have this, and part of that is because the U.S. is one of the only places that I know of that has constitutionalized their abortion policy. And so in other places, you know, we're, we're also unique in how late we allow abortions to take place in this country. I mean, the bans in uh, a lot of Europe are essentially first trimester bans. Uh, I mean, sort of first trimester being the outer bound yeah. of what's permitted. Yeah. And a lot of people say that's because it's happened through their political process. I mean, they, they've had elected officials debating what the right place uh, to start banning abortion is. And so there's greater acceptance of the decision that was ultimately made. And right. again, I, I think the ban should begin at conception. But 
I think the choice ought to be made by individual states, uh, not the United States Supreme Court, because it, it it's fundamentally a question of morality, of weighing what you think the right moral outcome is, and there's certainly people who have divergent views on it, um, but it, judges aren't made to do that. They're not accountable. The elected representatives are the people who are in the position to do that, and that is all that will happen if Rose overturned. Man, you know... This thing, could, you think it go on a while? We got just a couple of seconds here. You yeah, think? absolutely, yeah. Gerard. I'd love yeah. to. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, let's talk about that on the other side of the break. I, I think this is going to be a big deal. It's going to be a huge deal. It's going to be a huge deal. We've got to make sure it's handled right. Yeah. For some reasons, I'll I'll tell you after the break. Lucian Smith is our guest in the studio. Stay with us. We're going to talk more about this uh, abortion case up at the U.S. Supreme Court. SeabrookPaint.com Weather Center. I'm Bob Sullender. For all your paint and coating needs, go to SeabrookPaint.com. Today, partly sunny skies, 50-50 shot of rain, high near 83. Tonight, partly cloudy, low around 66. Your Thursday, a 30% chance of showers, mostly sunny, high near 85. And for your finally Friday, a slight chance of showers, sunny skies, high near 86. This weather forecast has been brought to you by our friends at RJ's Outboard Sales and Service at 1208 Old Fannin Road. RJ's Outboard Sales and Service, your Yamaha outboard dealer in Brandon. Gallo here for AC Experts and William Overstreet. I've never seen anybody more thorough. 28 years experience in everything from maintenance to installation with upfront pricing on everything. Discounts for senior citizens, military first responders. Count on William at AC Experts at 769-237-COOL. You can email theacexperts at yahoo.com and on Facebook at AC Experts. And if you mention me, you'll get $50 off your service call. And if you didn't get the number, tweet me or text me personally and I'll send you the contact. Or the AC Experts. Highly recommend. Hi, I'm Mary Whedon. I have a seawall that's falling apart, so I'm using G3 Services to replace it. G3 Services has a long-lasting, good-looking product. Owner Derek Gentry is dependable, and I know this because he's my friend, and he will be yours as well. He also does enclosed patios, concrete walkways, outdoor kitchens, and, well, everything you desire for outdoor living. Call Derek today for an estimate. He is local, and he will call you back. Your Mississippi Braves are at home through May 30th against the Chattanooga Lookouts and Montgomery Biscuits. The first leg of the homestand goes through Sunday, May 23rd. And on Thursday, we'll have a doubleheader starting at 535, featuring Thirsty Thursday drink specials and live trivia in the Farm Bureau Grill. Friday, the first 1,000 fans at Trustmark Park receive a Dansby Swanson replica jersey courtesy of the Mississippi Forestry Commission. Fireworks will light up the night sky above Trustmark Park after Saturday's game, presented by Riverbend Tire. Center. And on Sunday, kids run the bases and family fun day for the 205 matinee. Make your plans to be at Trustmark Park for the return of Mississippi Braves baseball with a flex plan, group outing, or season tickets. For more information on promotions or to purchase individual game tickets, log on to MississippiBraves.com or call 888-BRAVES-4. Mississippi Braves baseball. Let's play. 
Tired of being gone from home all week? If so, Union Corrugating has an immediate need for Class A CDL drivers in the Vicksburg area. Competitive pay, paid time off, 401k match, plus medical and dental benefits. Right, right now, there's, there's a $5,000 sign-on bonus to all Class A CDL drivers that join our team. Call 1-888-661-0577 or visit Indeed.com. Union Corrugating, a leading manufacturer of metal roofing, an equal opportunity employer. I'm Kelly Bennett, and you're listening to Super Talk Mississippi News. It's up to state leaders to decide how to proceed now that the Supreme Court has struck down the medical marijuana program. Ken Newberger, the director of the Mississippi Medical Marijuana Association, says he was heartbroken when he heard the news. And we're looking at you know what legislation is going to come forward to help the people because i think uh you might have seen last night the governor came out and said that he's interested in getting everybody together to work Mm -hmm. on a possible special session a facebook group called we are the 74 has sprung up they're planning a rally at the supreme court building next tuesday starting at nine a starkville physician benjamin sanford will serve three years of probation for receiving misbranded drugs and distributing them with the intent to defraud his patients He was ordered to forfeit over $105,000, pay a $95,000 fine, and over $377,000 in restitution. I'm Kelly Bennett. The Mississippi Healthcare Alliance urges you to dial 911 at the onset of symptoms of a heart attack or stroke. The moment paramedics arrive, life-saving care begins. It's important to remember the first thing paramedics do is to take the time to stabilize the patient. Vital information is relayed to the appropriate hospital so that heart attack or stroke teams will be ready when the patient arrives. Every second counts. Dial 911. Don't drive. Let them come to you. The Great American Cleanup has begun. It's the state's largest effort to prevent litter and beautify communities. Keep Mississippi Beautiful is working to expand our wildflower plantings across our state and to make Mississippi more beautiful. We encourage you to volunteer with us this year. And remember, cover and tarp your load and keep litter in its proper place. Learn more at keepmsbeautiful.com. Whether you're a rebel, a bulldog, a golden eagle, or just a sports fan, Super Talk Mississippi has got a podcast for you. For you. Sports Talk Mississippi, The Rebel Report, Thunder and Lightning, The Super Talk Eagle Hour are all now available for you. And it's all free. Free. Get them all on demand at supertalk.fm and on your smartphone. Just search for Super Talk on iTunes, Google Play, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Come on. You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. All right, we are back on Super Talk Mississippi. Now, here's more. That's for my good friend Fred Shanks. I didn't even have to request that from the all-hit request line. (laughs) There you go, Fred. Hope you're listening. Back in the studio, Gerard and Rhino and our friend Lucian Smith. We're uh, talking about some legal stuff today. Uh, Before we return to the conversation, Lucian, about 
the uh, the abortion case, which I, I, I agree with you, is going to be pivotal. Uh, any This is on uh, the ceasefire text line from Robin Hattiesburg. Any ballot initiative or amendment that passes by simple majority goes against our intended form of government, period. Your thoughts on that? I, I mean, I, I, I get the argument there. We're, we're a republic, yeah. uh, and the distinction people sometimes you know, fail to make is the repub- a, a republic means you elect people right. who then make the laws. Um, I, I think there is I – I don't think it's inconsistent with the republic to set up uh, under some strict circumstances a case where the people can directly bring to a vote uh, something of great importance. Yeah. Um, now, but I think that's the reason – you know, it shouldn't be you can go out and get 100 signatures and suddenly you're on the ballot, you know, for recreational marijuana. Yeah. But, you know, if they're if they're in the way it currently works, you have to get 12 percent of the total number of people who voted in the previous gubernatorial election. Right. If you can get that many signatures, that's a high bar. And so you're going to have to have something that's got an awful lot of support yeah. uh, for, for that. And it takes money and people and resources to get that done. And they've got to be allocated across the congressional district. That's right. To that's exactly what, however right. many those are supposed to be at this point. Uh, but then I have some in our audience that believe that we should have a methodology to get something on the ballot and then force that to a floor vote. Yeah. By the legislature to make them show, you know, the, how they feel about that and That's show an their support thought. or opposition uh, to such a matter. So that is interesting. And then, look, uh, our friend Mike Hurst yesterday said, well, what if they just came up with a ballot measure that says send everybody in Mississippi some amount of money? You know, that gets passed and it amends the Constitution. That's right. And that, that's why you've got to have some real limits on what you can put on there. Because, you know, I think California gets beaten up all the time for this kooky stuff that you get. You don't you don't have the same level of control. So we've got to have some controls to make sure stuff gets on there only in these rare circumstances yeah. when there is this groundswell that yeah. is somehow not being reflected uh, in the by the political leadership. I think it's fair to say that, that could be that definition could be assigned to the medical marijuana initiative. Yeah, and I, I think that's one where I don't think people realized what an overwhelming amount of support there was for, for medical marijuana. Yeah. It turns out that's what the people of Mississippi very clearly wanted. Clearly. I, I agree. Uh, I don't know how the vote would turn out should a Medicaid expansion measure make it to the ballot? Not sure. Yeah. That would be a close one. I think it'd be a very close one. Um, and again, I don't think you want to do that through the Constitution. I will say, going back to the state Supreme Court decision on medical marijuana, I think they got it right. Yep. I think if you read the the language of that particular section of the Constitution, it's awfully hard to say, well, where it says five, yeah. what it really meant was four. Yeah. You know, I, I think there were some really technical arguments that probably were better that weren't made uh, that might have given the Supreme Court uh, an opportunity mm-hmm. to affirm it. But I think based on the arguments they were presented, uh, I, I think they made the right decision. Now we're getting into some of this fuzzy math. That's right. Who was it that said that? The fuzzy math? Was it Mondale or one of the, I don't Something know. Something like that. Fuzzy math. <laughs> In California, by the way, is looking uh, literally at dropping math from the curriculum. I don't know if you guys have seen, you've seen that, Rhino? That, it's, they're it's like racist. Yeah. They're, they say it, it produces, imagine this, it produces inequality, inequity, really. And uh, and outcomes, and so they're they're looking at completely restructuring. It's not dropping math uh, as much as it is changing it such that you are not graded on whether or not you produce the correct answer. That's that's just crazy. It's not the way the world works. I agree. So who's gonna 
build the bridges and the airplanes and stuff right. like that. Right? What are you laughing about? It's nuts. I know. Oh yeah, I'm just say bridges. I'm thinking about what about the bridge up around Memphis that's had a crack in it since oh, 2019, yeah. Good and point. they just found it. Good point. Well, nonetheless, it's a true story. I mean, they're they're. Um, I can't remember who is considering it. There's some organization, I guess their Department of Education equivalent. I can't remember the name of it, but they're literally the headline in the report says California leftist. This is in the Wall Street Journal now. This isn't just some uh, off the wall publication. Right. This is in Wall Street Journal yesterday. California leftists try to cancel math class. That's the headline. Two play and there's a cartoon. Two plus two may or may not equal four. <laughs> it says you know, you and I had a great discussion about this at dinner the other night. This is just out of control. It's crazy. And it, it really, it is not too much to overstate that it is destroying the country uh, because it is this sort of Marxist divide and conquer, teach us uh, that everybody's either oppressed or an oppressor and that it's a characteristic that can't be changed. And you've kind of go, got to go through your life with some sort of uh, resignation to the fact that you're oppressed and can't be successful or or this sort of constant self-flagellation uh, because you're uh, you're one of the bad guys and that's just that's not American and it's not how we grow the economy and and, and make uh, a better place for everybody to live and build a business build a family and and uh, I hope I'm cautiously optimistic that some folks on the left are starting to wake up to this agree. Uh, who are you know reliable democratic voters who are starting to say that's that's nuts um, and, and I, I hope we'll turn from that, but it's going to take a lot of work. Yeah, you know, uh, and by the way, it, what I said, I'm just reading the article, it says, the framework recommends eight times that teachers use a troubling document, a pathway to equitable math instruction, uh, colon, dismantling racism in mathematics instruction. I didn't know math was racist, but there's a manual, and there's a link in the article to the manual. It, it teaches teachers that they should address students' mistakes forthrightly. That's another one of them crazy $50 words there, Rhino, is a form of white supremacy. Yeah, I just don't I don't get that. I mean, I think you you can argue in when you talk about a history class, what are what parts of history do you want to focus on? What do you hi, you know, what do you highlight? What do you uh, not highlight? But math is math. It's one of the beauties of it. I mean, you know, the same numbers are going to add up, divide whatever uh, the same way no matter who's doing it. So then that, that's not according crazy. to these geniuses in California. I want you guys everybody listen to this statement. The concept of mathematics being purely objective is unequivocally false. Wrap your head around that garbage. Think about that for a minute. The manual explains, upholding the idea that there are always right and wrong answers perpetuates objectivity, and that is racist. Uh, it's just crazy. But it's, it's why... <laughs> If you've got children, you can't rely on anyone except you and your spouse to bring them up in the truth and keep them in the truth. Yes. You know, no matter how good your school is, no matter how good your pastor is, it, it is incumbent on you to make sure they know the truth so that they can they can discern uh, what's real and what's not real. Not yes. say, well, gosh, it's a great school. I'm sure they're teaching them the right thing. You've got to be engaged in making sure they know what's, uh, what's right and what's wrong and not get indoctrinated by these sort of Marxist machines. We read a lot. So there's lots of good news on this. This is what I want to report, folks. First, there are people that are forming, they're, they're funded, 
and they're running ads. They're campaigns to go against these ridiculously woke corporations. I saw one on American Airlines, and it was a classic. It starts out by making the statement that they have the worst record <laughs> in losing your baggage. <laughs> <laughs> but they're worried about, you know, the composition of, of uh, their ranks of their pilots with respect to race and gender. Uh, so they're going after American uh, on that and, and their wokeness. Uh, but so you got that going on. Rhino, you remember the guy whose letter I read on the air, uh, and I think he did an interview to one of those big-time $50,000-a-year private schools where he was saying, this is ridiculous, you're, you're teaching my kids to hate. He's thinking about forming a new school. Good and parents him. say, we're there. So you know what? You start hitting those suckers in the pocketbook, that's how you turn them around. I want to read you guys. I think you'll you'll find this interesting, Lucian. This is from the Shopify CEO. This, too, within the last 24 hours. Shopify. The guy's name is Tobias Lutke. He said he reminded his staff that, look, our company is a business. It's not a family. Right. He says, Shopify, like any other for-profit company, is not a family. The very idea is preposterous. You were born into a family. You never choose it, and they can't unfamily you. <laughs> it should be massively obvious that Shopify is not a family, but I see people, even leaders, casually use terms like Shopafam, which will cause the members of our teams, especially junior ones that have never worked anywhere else, to get the wrong impression. The dangers of family thinking are that it becomes incredibly hard to let Poor performers go. Shopify is a team, not a family. He's right. More companies ought to be thinking that way. Bravo for him. You got to hang around? Can you yeah, hang I'd around? Love to. We got a break. To. We got one more segment of the day. We're having so much fun. I'm going to let you talk some more. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I took this up is that great, one. Gerard. We'll be right back. Stay with us, folks. COVID-19 has had a profound effect on the workplace. As organizations adapt, RJ Young is here to help. We provide the key technology solutions to power your business while ensuring safety and productivity in the workplace. Visit rjyoung.com slash COVID. If you or someone you know suffers from dizziness or imbalance, Physical of Jackson, spelled F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, can help improve your balance and decrease your chances of falling. Susan Geiger and her team of specialized therapists are as unique as their name, providing a personalized approach to therapy and cutting-edge equipment. Physical, F-Y-Z-I-C-A-L, spelled different because we are different. Call today for your appointment, 601-487-2260. Morganstone has been serving builders, contractors, and homeowners since 1997. They have everything for interior and exterior projects. We have all kinds of stuff. Marcus, let me tell them. Stone pavers, stone benches, stone slabs, stone boulders, stone fire pits, flagstone, fieldstone, bluestone, cobblestone, chopstone. That's right, Zeta. I'm Zoe Morgan. We're rock solid since 1997. Statewide delivery, the largest stone yard in Mississippi. Come see us at Morganstone in Brandon. Morganstone.com. 
No Drip Roofing and Construction. The name says it all. All types of roofing and construction. Your certified, certainteed shingle installer, family owned and operated for over 20 years here in the Metro. No Drip Roofing and Construction. 601 371 1051. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence is your one-stop shop for AR-15s, parts, and accessories. They have a certified in-house Cerakote facility, and they offer a 100% lifetime warranty with on-site gunsmiths and master machinists ready to tackle any project you have. They're working day and night to keep up with the demand. Visit 144 Tactical and see the changes and get entered in a drawing for a free Guardian rifle of your choice. 144 Tactical Defense in Florence, where custom is our game. When you choose Roto-Rooter, you'll get honest estimates and no-hassle guarantee so you can get it fixed quickly and enjoy peace of mind. We're there for you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, day and night, holidays, and weekends. We've been providing service to Mississippi for over 80 years. Call the original Roto-Rooter, 601-353-3333. Mention this ad to receive $25 off any service. Call Roto-Rooter, that's the name. And a winkle troubles down the drain. Roto-Rooter. Hey guys, I'm Michael Clark with Ace Bolton Screw Company. We have been locally owned and operated for over 50 years. Come by and check out our newly remodeled store. We've got all the biggest brands of power tools and hand tools. DeWalt, Milwaukee, Makita, Channel Lock, Irwin, and Lennox, just to name a few. Let us help you get the job done right. Come see us at Ace Bolton Screw Company, Jackson, Tupelo, Atlanta, and Gluckstadt. This is Jake Mangum. Not some actor wearing a red shirt. Whenever I was up to bat at MSU, I would see Farm Bureau Insurance. They supported me then, and they take care of me now. I couldn't ask for more supportive teammates. If you aren't already with Farm Bureau, it's time to join the team. Visit favrates.com for great rates on home and auto insurance. Or find a local agent at msfbins.com. Farm Bureau Insurance. Go with the home team. Is your business or home protected from power outages? Hurricanes cause widespread outages, with some lasting days and even weeks. Don't wait for a hurricane to hit. Prepare today with a standby residential or commercial generator from Taylor Power Systems. Give yourself an advantage over power outages with a Taylor Power standby generator. Give us a call today at 601-922-4444. Arm yourself with everything you need to take on your day. Wake up with Gallo tomorrow on 97.3 FM, Super Talk Mississippi. It's so awesome! You're hearing the JT Show with Gerard Gibbert. Come on, let's get on with the show! Yay. On Super Talk Mississippi. Who let the dogs out? Who, 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 who? Ah, uh, yes. What the hell does their second song look like? <laughs> we are back. All right, Lucian, so just continuing the discussion before we get off the topic about this huge abortion case before the Supreme Court, it's kind of a one-time chance, isn't it? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, people thought that Roe was going to be overturned in the Casey decision. It wasn't. Yeah. Um, and I, I think unless the Supreme Court dodges the issue, which I don't think they will, the outcome of this case is likely to be the law in the country for the rest of my life and the rest of most people's life. So we cannot, if, if you are committed to the cause of life, 
we cannot lose it, uh, and, and it'll be in a lot of ways uh, Mississippi's fault if uh, abortion, uh, if Roe continues to be the law of the land. And so I, I, I'm I'm sure there's just an immense amount of pressure uh, on General Fitch to make sure that it gets done right, uh, because in a lot of ways this is going to be her responsibility. Um, and, and I think for those of us who are um, steeped in uh, the cause of life. You know, that's a big reason of why I, I have been involved in government and public life, what got me interested in it. Um, it it's crucial we get it right. I, I don't know uh, her personal views, but I think it's crucial that, uh, that that this gets done correctly in a way that uh, we don't allow abortion to continue to be a constitutional mandate. Bring your A-game. That's the message. All that's right. exactly right. So yesterday, Joe Biden is out in an F-150 doing a little test drive because it's a new, brand-new electric F-150, and he stopped and was interacting with some reporters. Listen to this exchange. Okay. Ready? Mr. President, can I ask you a quick question? Israel, before you drive no, away, you can't. Not unless you get in front of the car as I step on it. <laughs> okay. So he stops and he rolls the window down. There's a bunch of reporters. They're firing questions at him. And, and this particular reporter asks if she can ask a question about uh, the Israeli-Palestinian conflict. No, you can't unless you step in front of the car. Get in front of the car and I'll step on it. That's real nice. That's not even the most embarrassing part. The most embarrassing part is this. I, I heard a verbatim of holy yes. <laughs> The The same reporter he just told to get in front of the truck are all fawning over him. Oh, my gosh. All right, so I don't know if you caught this one, folks, talking about the wokeness sweeping our country. Listen to this fourth grader, 10 years old, addressed the school board. Turned 10 years old. I just turned 10 years old, and I am a fourth grader at Felix A. Williams. I expected school to be a little bit different in the beginning, but I didn't think it would stay this way all year long, and I was surprised by the rules. A lot of them didn't make any sense to me, like the fact that we were not allowed to play on the playground or have student council or turn to face each other at lunch. And we also have to wear masks outside at P.E. and on track. I love my school and all, but my teachers seem really stressed, and that makes me feel bad. One teacher walks around with a clipboard full of referrals for any student whose mask isn't on properly. It makes me feel scared. That same teacher yells at us having our masks down to drink water while we are outside in Carline. She told us we had to wait until we were in our parents' car to have a drink of water. She had her mask down the entire time while she was yelling at us, which makes me and all my friends very mad. This happens a lot. And it seems unfair teachers take their masks off while, they're yell while they yell at us kids and that we need to pull ours up. I asked my mom if there is a word for this, and she said there is. Hypocrisy. <laughs> Wearing a mask all day makes me feel really tired and gives me really bad headaches. Sometimes I'm in school and I need to lay low in the dark until they're gone. My mask also sticks to my face when it's really hot and it makes it hard to breathe. I feel like I can't catch my breath and that makes me feel claustrophobic and anxious. It's really stressful. I finished taking all of my FSAs and I had a hard time focusing with a mask on. A few weeks ago, I ran into my teacher outside of school. She didn't even recognize me because she's never seen my face before. But I knew it was her because she sits at her desk a lot without a mask on. I know my teacher has asthma and everything, but I understand why it's hard for her to wear a mask. And I think she should have that choice. But I should, too. 
I have allergies, and I feel really anxious with my face covered. But I'm not allowed a mask break like her. It seems unfair. All this seems unfair, and it doesn't make sense. I miss seeing people's face. I miss the way things used to be. I'm scared they'll never go back to normal. Breathing freely doesn't seem like something we should have to ask any other people for permission for. Please make masks optional. Today it would be so awesome to end the school year on a really happy note like that. Thank you for your time. How, how awesome is that guy? You shouldn't have to, have to ask permission to breathe. <laughs> He's so... absolutely right. Look, anybody who's making children wear masks at this point, it, it is about politics. It is not about science. No question about it. No, no question about it. I want to read this final statement from the Shopify CEO. He said that employees who engage in endless slack trolling, victimhood thinking, us versus them divisiveness, and zero-sum thinking must be seen for the threat they are. We're trying to combat racism with racism. That's what that says, essentially. Bravo to this guy. I'm going to go buy something on Shopify. I don't know what they sell, but I'm going to go check it out. (laughs) We've had a a fun show today. Thanks to everybody for tuning in. Appreciate all our great guests. Thanks for coming in today, Lucian. Always great to to be here, Gerard. Thank you. We will be back tomorrow, except Rhino's off. We got uh, Will in the studio tomorrow. Stick around for that. You don't want to miss it. Stay safe. God bless everyone. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.